Dear Miss Farrakew, I do hope that you do not mind me splitting up a single day's adventure into multiple letters. I am aware that I can become incredibly verbose at times, so I try to mitigate that by limiting myself here. I also know that the days on the road can get rather lonely, so having a constant reminder of home can be a welcome comfort. A message day keeps the sorrows away, though I am sure you still receive plenty of misses from your mother as well to tide you over should I not have a letter to send. When I last wrote to you, the party had been preparing to head to the quarry within Hollowbend's second trial. You remember a few letters ago when I mentioned the additional trials the party had taken on? Victor had already completed his by feeding the treasure chest following him 1,000 gold coins. It was still unclear if Aramis had completed his trial, as one of the two bronze blades was now a special weapon against the Crystalline Count. Bolt had to continually remind themselves that they could not use any spells while locked in combat. And then there was Aloma. Aloma had drank a potion that would infuse him with chaotic magic to emulate one of the heroes in the story that was being told. However, you may have noticed the last few letters had no reminders of this. That's because, to my knowledge, Aloma had not experienced a magical flux in some time. I do not know if this contributed to the situation the Watch found themselves in, or if it was simply random chance. Chaos magic is incredibly hard to predict, after all. But, whatever the reason, the results were worrying. Aloma, just ready to take his first step towards the quarry, vanished in a puff of smoke. In his place was a hunched old woman with a scowl on her face and a raspy voice. As she appeared, she lamented that she was so close to something and had been denied by the sudden switch. Then she demanded to know why the watch had brought her there. It was Bolt who explained the situation and how they would be unable to help her leave Hollowbend until their task was complete. Surprisingly, the old woman accepted this. Then she sniffed both Bolt and Victor, musing afterwards that they appeared to have been associated with one of her children. When she explained that her children were ogres and trolls and that she was from the Bleakwood Forest, pieces fell into place. The woman, who introduced herself as Breva, is Hug's mother. Now, you may feel a bit of panic as you hear that name, Miss Farrakue, since you have grown up in Bleakwood yourself. I am unsure how far local legends extended to Rowan when you were younger, but you may have heard stories about her. Victor was able to find a bounty for her in his book, revealing her to be an Annis hag of some repute wanted dead or alive for kidnapping and murder. Realizing the situation they found themselves in, Victor was quick to offer a contract so that this Breva, if she were to travel with them until the end of the trial, would do no harm to the companions. Breva read through the full contract in private while Victor filled the rest of the party in. When she returned, she had modified the contract slightly before signing it, adding that the party would protect her until she leaves Hollowbend. They all signed, trying to ignore the worries in their minds about where Aloma was in all of this. The party of five, the three Wayward Watch members, Breva, and Rurik Drakestone, the dwarf, set off towards the quarry, coming to the edge of it hours later. There was a 50-foot drop to the bottom and a sloping trail down into the stony area was being watched by more of the stone dwarves that had surrounded the cavern. A few stood on the road, while others could be seen in a three-story watchtower with a large brass horn attached to the top. A few other caravans were making their way down this slope already, meaning the guards were on alert for anything coming from that direction. However, the tower itself was only 15 feet from the cliff's edge. Aramis, eager to free the slaves coming in, leapt from the cliff and landed on the roof of the tower with nary a sound or concern for his own health. Victor, meanwhile, merely used his broom to float down to the rooftop without worry of damaging himself. 
While Breva said she would simply walk down the trail, she seemed unconcerned with being caught. Bolt picked up a worried Rurik and repelled them down using the grappling hook they had procured at Bordertown. Once they were on the roof of the tower, the three began to plan while Rurik acted as lookout. However, the dwarven hunter made an already worrying situation more hectic by pointing out that the head cart of the caravan held a dwarven woman, Zila Dragonstone. She was a princess and last of the Dragonstone family, who held dominion of the dwarves in these hills. A stone construct dwarf that Rurik identified as their leader, Dranos Stoneborn, was having her brought to an altar along with other dwarven prisoners. The party would need to act quickly. In a surprising display of skill, Bolt swung down into the window at the top of the tower and brought one of the Stoneborn down with a kick. Aramis took the hatch on the roof instead and carved the two guards inside to pieces after Bolt served as a proper distraction. Meanwhile, Victor tied off the end of a rope and used it to wrap around the necks of one of the Stoneborn on the ground below. Though the dwarf weighed more than he did, Victor managed to use his momentum to pull the dwarf ten feet into the air and drop its weapon, tying them off to keep them strung up. As the party prepared to make their way down the tower, Bolt made a surprisingly foolish move. At least in my opinion. They blew the horn at the top of the tower, alerting the whole quarry to their presence. Since their cover had been blown, the party moved quickly to maintain their momentum. Aramis and Victor used the rope around the neck of the dangling stoneborn to fall to the bottom of the tower in a controlled manner, letting go so the dwarf would slam into the ground from 30 feet up and crack itself against the earth. Meanwhile, Bolt began to fight another stoneborn that had made their way to the top floor of the tower, trading blows inside. Rurik spent his time firing bolts at a retreating Dranoth, trying to keep him from the princess, and Breva appeared her body warping as she moved until she had taken on a larger, more brutish appearance that more fit one who claimed to be the mother of ogres. She wrapped one of the stoneborn guards up in what was described to me as an almost loving hug and crushed them to pieces with her strength. Victor, seeing that the princess was in need of additional help, raced after Dranoth and began to goad him into a dance. This left Aramis open, however, as more guards were pouring from the bottom of the tower to swarm him and Breva. Pulling on his magic, Aramis slammed his fist into the ground and sent a wave of force to shatter the stoneborn around him. Some were cracked, others shattered, and unfortunately the base of the tower was caught in the cracking and shifted on its side. Bolt, knocked off their feet by the shifting tower, decided it was best to leap from the top story as well. As they jumped, they increased their size so that they could land on several of the guards at once, crushing them to dust. Rurik likewise leapt off, using the rope to land relatively unscathed on the ground. However, nobody was expecting the collapsing tower to crack into the supply of alchemist fire on the first level, which exploded violently in a chain reaction and sent everyone nearby off their feet and knocked Rurik unconscious. On the other side of the quarry, Dranoth ignored Victor and rushed towards the captives on the altar. As he did, he raised a curious gauntlet into the air. A sapphire was pressed into the palm of this stone gauntlet, and it pulsed with magic at the leader's command. Moments later, two large stoneborn constructs came racing out of the entrance to the mine. One with double flails for hands moved to attack Victor, while the other, with a more typical hammer and axe combo, moved to position to protect Dranos directly. We both know by now that something as simple as a large construct does nothing to deter Victor from his goals. He simply threw a dagger behind both and swapped places, trying desperately to take down Dranoth, who was using the gauntlet to turn the dwarf victims into more stoneborn. 
Bolt then separated the two larger constructs using the wand granted to them by Glitterbug years ago. They swapped places with one, leaving it with Aramis and Breva to fight while they went to provide backup for Victor. The battle raged on. Aramis left Breva to handle the double-flailed construct on her own, while he too provided support to his team. However, it seemed that, while formidable in ripping Stoneborn to pieces, Breva was no unstoppable force of nature. She fell to the pummeling assault of the Stoneborn, who turned their attention back to Aramis and began marching on them. But despite their allies falling, the tide seemed to be turning in the favor of the Wayward Watch. Dranoth knew this, moving his position so he stood behind the princess and threatened to kill her should they continue their assault. Bolt, still large and looming, quickly drew this matter into their favor as well, smashing the chains binding the princess and covering her with their shield as she ran off at their direction. Realizing the situation was getting rather desperate, Dranoth once again sent out a command with the gemstone gauntlet. The rumbling of earth was all that preceded a massive form emerging from the mines and plowing straight into Bolt, knocking them back several feet. It too was a construct, but this one was massive and plated in bronze. Easily 15 feet tall, the upper half looked like that of a dwarf as well, but the lower half was a large spiked shell on six wheels, as if the construct had been melted with a cart. When it stopped, the shell opened up long enough that several more stoneborn-wielding wicked-looking halberds could exit, before pummeling Bolt with a retractable flail. This monstrosity then began to rampage around the quarry, forcing the watch onto its back foot and plowing over several of its own allies in the process. The only saving grace was its apparent lack of intelligence. One could lead the construct into a charge, forcing it to slam into a stone outcropping and stunning it momentarily. With Bolt busy handling what the enemies referred to as the Titan, Aramis was forced to take to the front lines. He even called out directly to his god for the first time, with Victor taking special note in his report to ask me to research Zoloth when I had a chance. I will say, from the reports I received, Aramis is a masterful swordsman. He was able to deflect and hold the line against several enemies at once. Meanwhile, Victor attempted to wrestle control of the stone gauntlet away from Dranoth, believing that they could shut down the Titan with it in their control. Grievous wounds covered the party by this point, and with Aloma missing and Bolt unable to cast their healing magic, the fight began to look dire. Even after Victor had successfully severed Dranoth's hand and claimed the stone gauntlet, all he could do was keep it away from the Stoneborn as the Titan redirected its efforts into hunting him down. Aramis fell not too long after that, forcing Bolt to scoop up his fallen companion and apply some quick triage with their cursed scepter as they ran off. But as it seems is always the case with your chosen friends, they were able to rally. While Victor was unable to stop the Titan with the gauntlet, he was able to finally slay Dranoth and keep the construct occupied while a revived Aramis and Bolt worked together to bring down the Titan for good. After that, the last of the Stoneborn were cleaned up, though the fight had left all of the party with little in the way of magical resources or energy. Unfortunately, both Rurik and Breva fell to their wounds after the Titan ran them over during the fight. While Rurik's death is tragic, he is a dungeon-born creature. I believe he will be reformed during the next trial, though I am not certain how Glitterbug's world works to confirm that. More worrying for me is the death of Breva, a fey hag under contract to be protected by the Watch. I would ask you to look into fey laws when you have a moment. Maybe speak with your contacts in the Court of Night to see if we should worry about this event. Thankfully, Princess Dragonstone managed to survive the encounter and thanked the Watch, though the lack of her people left alive muted her response somewhat. 
She took the gauntlet from Victor, saying she would try to use it to help whoever she could or find a way to free any other stoneborn she could find from a fate like those they fought, then bid them farewell. I am beginning to grow worried about the Watch's chances in this trial. They are exhausted and their abilities are limited. If Aloma does not reappear soon, I worry they may be in dire straits when it comes to fighting the Count. I will continue to keep you apprised. Your humble servant, Kilobix. Hello, everyone, and welcome to session six of An Area of the Shattered Realm. <laughs> that's why. That's white. That's white. There's whites everywhere. Oh my gosh. Elmer there's Fudd. whites everywhere. Elmer Fudd today? <laughs> yes. That is right. We are back again for another fun episode. Uh, this time we've got Colby with us again. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, you had to Highlander I had Preston. To kill Preston. Uh -huh. There can be only one. Yep. On, <laughs> on that side, side of the of table. The table. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. Uh, but welcome back. Uh, you missed a doozy of an episode I last heard. time. But, uh, I heard. It sounds like I really would have enjoyed myself. <laughs> you would have heard this. Yep. Yeah, that's for um, sure. I know you might have pulled your hair out. We we were pretty wild with the, the no strategy. That's why I would have mm -hmm. loved it. You guys don't understand. See, like people don't. This is this is something that people who don't like to like min max or optimize their characters don't understand. Like, if you are that person at the table, and you're the only person at that table, it's almost like better because <laughs> then you get to be like rah, rah, like doing all the stuff, and and you feel like really awesome you know what yeah. I mean but before we begin tonight our usual announcements uh, join us on Fridays on Twitch we had a really fun art stream last time despite the problems <laughs> uh, Preston's internet kept cutting out during it and mm. we had like three I or four drops I heard he's got which, PC issues yeah it was not fun but uh, this weekend and obviously this is all in the by past. the time you, you hear this this has all been passed um, but we're going to do another paint stream I don't think we have anything in the chamber for painting yet, but we'll come up with something. Figure some out. Um, join our Discord in the description down there. It's really Check fun. It. We have a lot of uh, fun discussions. We've been doing a lot of talking about uh, 1D&D because the second playtest came out, and it's a great way to kind of connect with everybody to see how they're feeling on it and get some ideas. I know I like the... I talked with Preston about this last Friday. I like the new exhaustion rules. Hmm. I don't know if you've read up on those ones. I am so behind on my one. I'm staying away theory. from it yeah. until it's legit. Okay. And I don't, I'm trying I'll confuse to, myself if yeah, I do the playtest versus I'm the trying record. to find time, but I we went on vacation and mm -hmm. it's just been... Ugh. But basically what they did is they said exhaustion is level... You have 10 levels of exhaustion that you can get now. Mm. And... It's a condition, basically. Mm. Like, monsters will apply the exhausted condition to you, and you'll have one exhaustion. If you get to 10, you die, because mm. you're too exhausted. Um, however, each level of exhaustion gives you a minus one on all D20s. Uh, all D20 rolls. checks. And uh. it lowers the DC on your spells by one as well. So it basically just makes you a little bit weaker because you're exhausted. And then every long rest, you get to remove one of them. Are they including, like, 
new ways to remove exhaustion? Uh, so far, the only other way that I've seen other than a long rest is the ranger gets to remove one every short rest with their tireless really? feature. Yeah, they get like at level 10 or 11, they basically, every time they take a short rest, they get temporary hit points and they get to remove a level of exhaustion. Okay, so I've already got a build. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a way for DMs and players to push themselves a little further and use exhaustion because before it was like, oh, it's so penalizing. It's it is, dis yeah. uh, disadvantage and everything. Okay, no, I'm going to stop in the middle of this yep. dungeon mm -hmm. and take an eight hour rest. Yep. That's why you can never play a Berserker Barbarian. Yeah. They're yeah. great because they get this bonus action attack, but like every time you do it, you can get it for one minute. That's awesome. And then one level of exhaustion. So you can only do it once a day because the level one exhaustion isn't particularly penalizing. It's like disadvantage on ability checks, I think. Yeah. And then after that, you're like, Okay, like I don't get to be cool again until another long rest. <laughs> yep. So I, I think it's a great new way. And obviously, like if you have an opinion on that, leave it in the comment below. Comment. And while you're there, just like and subscribe that video, that little thumbs up button, the subscribe button. Helps Try the share button. Oh, Try yeah. that. Share it. Do they have the bell still? Yeah. I think it's awesome. Smash that bell. <laughs> can you, like can you ring that say. dinger? Yeah. Can <laughs> ring that dinger. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, thank you to Sirenscape, as always, for providing wonderful little sound effects like... Oh, it's not on. You got to turn the speakers on. <laughs> They're Insert better than that, Preston I promise. Noise. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, I'll just find a Preston clip of Preston. <laughs> over the corner. <laughs> true VO artist. A symbol. Yeah. Suit of armor falling in the hallway. Bring that that was ringing that ding. That was a, a, a beaker <clears throat> smashing, actually. Oh, <laughs> so close. But yeah, I think that's good enough. And if there's nothing else, we'll go ahead. Oh, sorry. Congratulations, Colby. 60,000 subscribers you. on your main channel. That's Thank awesome. Woo, woo. That is uh, fantastic I, news. And, I, yeah. I thought about trying to do something for <laughs> it, but then I didn't. <laughs> we it are. feels like at some point, every, you don't do it every 10,000. You like wait until it's every 25. The next one's 100,000. Yeah, 100,000, and then, and then and 250. Then you, do, and then yeah, you do quarter quells after that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> quarter quells. you got to pick your worst build and just kill it. Yep. Just, oh, I already know what Put that 20 is. of them in a ring together and... <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. and I, I can't think about that right now. We're about to have a game. Uh, we're actually almost to 5,000 subscribers on this channel. Woo uh, we might be everybody. there by this time, but I, I doubt it. I think we're... 5,000? You mean four? Five. Like or 3,800. Yeah, but that we're getting close to five. If you're rounding between the oh, halfway point... Yeah, we're almost yeah. to five. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what, I, that's what people were saying is like... To get to my point here, um, they were asking if we were going to do anything for the 5,000 milestone, mm. and I haven't decided yet. <laughs> we will release our <laughs> our OnlyFans account. We will release. <laughs> we will release just a straw us. game that Corey does not want. No, to release, no, no matter what, we will not. We will Is not that the that. final one? Yeah, the, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the last two. I've got the last two okay, episodes Corey doesn't recorded. Want it out. I respect that. Thank you. Consent is important in D and D. Let's have a vote. <laughs> Consent is not a voting. Pro no, you know what? Never mind. We're just going to ignore the brother versus brother and get into tonight's. I wish that we had. Sorry. No, you're. Good. I promise, no more tangents. <clears throat> I really wish that we had the finale of um, Rise of Tiamat. Yeah, we do. We do. Preston has it. Yeah. It's on the. It's on the uh, broken, broken spear. spear. 
Yeah, you can. Could we like? Can we like can download we, like, it and then master it? <laughs> like we need to like remaster it so yeah. that like the sound quality <laughs> and the video quality is good. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to do that. Because it was there a screen, are some there right? are some things we could do to make it better. Oh, yeah, maybe we do that. The, the, in the movies, they do it all the time. They just so they just say enhance, they just enhance, yeah, yeah, sure. just, just enhance. You got a new computer, you can do that, right? Yep. Clarity mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just hey, we'll hit the make better button. Yeah. I'd rather do that than Strahd, just because I don't feel like I played the, that fun out. I don't feel like well. I did good in Strahd either. I saw that's why I'm like, don't. I just need to rewatch it. I think you need to rewatch it. I think you would uh, think a little bit differently. I love the 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 like the before the what am I trying to say? Like where I had that big last stand and oh, you yeah. guys all escaped. Oh, right before, yeah. And I was just and I did my my channel divinity, which you as an amazing DM allow for to be like an AOE taunt, which yep. it's not really written that way, although the the flavor text kind of makes it mm -hmm. sound that way. Anyway, and I had like 50 things like yeah. trying to kill me and like 99% of them were missing and I was just like yeah and then I died <laughs> and then, you didn't you got three well, levels of exhaustion and then I, yeah and then I got knocked unconscious um, but anyway yeah. that was awesome alright so we're going to go ahead and begin tonight wonderful little story uh, Aloma hi. hi you were standing <clears throat> in the middle of Holoben Sanctum you know standing next to that card looking out and you see the little uh, the Gorgon corpse or wreckage, I guess it's mechanical. This yeah. one is specifically mechanical. So, and all of a sudden, um, you get a tingling from your head to your toes, and you realize that it's been quite a while since you've had any sort of wild magic surging going on. And I hate chaos magic. And then you <laughs> disappear. Um, and when you when you reappear, you are in a semi dark room. There's a, a little window with. A tiny bit of moonlight streaming in the door, or the window has been opened, and um, the ringing in your ears fades, but it doesn't completely fade. It just kind of shifts into a scream, and as you kind of blink away the last vestiges of this uh, teleportation spell, you find yourself looking down at a, a two-year-old girl with red hair that is just screaming her guts out. <laughs> uh, uh, little girl, what is wrong? How can I help? Uh, are you all right? Where are your parents? Why are you screaming? Uh, when you say where are your parents, you hear thump, 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 and then crash as the back or the door to this room opens up. Uh, you spin around and you see a uh, large figure step into the kind of like push himself into the room. He's large. He's kind of got a little bit of a gut. He's only wearing what appeared to be underwear because it's the middle of the night, mm -hmm. uh, and he's an ogre. Oh, he's not a human. And in fact, as you kind of think about it, you notice that the little girl had ogreish features as well. Okay. And he stomps right towards you, and he's going to make a grapple attack against okay. you. So I need you to do that. You're part of the challenge on that. Acrobatics. I'll use. Right. Uh, sorry, this isn't what it looks like. Fourteen. <laughs> Uh, I believe you win, but I just need to check the stat block. I'm more slippery than I look. Uh, yeah, you you managed to duck out of the way as his hands like clap. Mm -hmm. Not it, it doesn't look like he was trying to kill you. <clears throat> he just he was just trying to grab your shoulders, and he goes, "What are you doing here?" I might ask the same of you. What, you this is where? my house. And you leave your daughter wailing and crying like this. It's the middle of the night. She just started screaming because you're in here. 
No, she was screaming. Well, actually, now that you mention it, I'm not. He's going to try and make another grab at you. The thoughtful intruder. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Thirteen, sir. Could you please kindly uh, point kindly point me to your valuables? Thank you. <laughs> uh, this time he got a nineteen, so he does he okay. does manage to he grabs he grabs your shoulder with one hand and and he says, "Who are you?" I am a Loma Stargazer, druid of. Uh, actually, I don't know how I would describe myself now that I think about it, <laughs> because he's always kind of thought of himself as a cleric until recently. I'm, I'm assuming this is all. <laughs> he's all describe myself anymore. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a kitsune, not a kitsune. Mm -hmm. Yep, um, important distinction. Yeah, uh, a kitsune uh, from. Who are you, and how did I get here? This is my house. You're in. I don't know how you got here. I'm Hug. Um, listen. Do, do I know? Would I know that name? Um, probably not. Okay. I would say that you have not been with the Wayward Watch enough to know okay. Hug, and he was never in like any of the stories. True. And and he he sits there a moment, and he's well, going to. She's two. She's two. Yeah, she busy pretty, pretty two. quick after. After the last. Well, unfortunately, he rolled a natural one, and he he's gonna. He's gonna try and drag, start dragging you out. Okay. Uh, you can struggle if you want. Yeah. Um, to try um, and break out of his grip, which is another strength contest, I think. Or um, it would be well. It's just yeah. I get to make acrobatics. Yep. Say unhand me. I'm. Oh wow, that's a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he rolled an eighteen, so he's gonna grab you with both hands and pick you up. And basically, you're kind of just kicking ineffectually yeah. as he starts stomping you out. Uh, unhand me, beast. I am a member of the Wayward Watch, and I will. Uh, you will answer to them if you don't let me go this instant. He, he stops and he goes, "The Wayward Watch." That's right. And he's gonna turn you around. And he goes, "Who's the leader of the Wayward Watch?" That's a great question. I guess I would, if given the multiple choice answer, I would have to say Bolt. Yeah, okay. And he sets you back, <laughs> he sets you down, kind of dusts you off a little bit. And he goes, uh, the wayward watcher friends of mine. They're friends of yours? Yeah, old friends. Uh, you're, you're a new member? Well, yes, actually, it's quite relatively new. I might even be considered still in sort of an initiation. But, but I did sign a contract, so yes. Right. Give me just a moment. I'm going to calm down my daughter. And she's still screaming this entire time, by the way. Um, and he, he kind of steps into the room and he goes, don't move. And he just closes the little door. And you can hear you can hear him kind of like softly saying something in giant. He's trying to be very soothing. And she's calming down a little bit and everything. And you're kind of just standing there awkwardly in uh, the main room of what appears to be a small home. Mm. and A small, small for an ogre home. Yep, small for an over. It actually looks like uh, it's probably not built for his size. It's okay. been it's being adapted slowly as things are needed, but as he crashes through doorways, because yeah. he got those vaulted ceilings. Yeah, a lot of a lot of it he has to just kind of premium, through. but they were worth it. Uh, and then, and then you hear another voice that says, "Would you like some tea?" Well, I'd love to see. Who's and there is a there's a woman standing there. She's wearing kind of a uh, kind of a standard kind of peasant peasanty dress dress. Dresh, because Dresh. I can't speak tonight. Oh, yes. Um, and she has the same kind of fiery red hair in, in big, long waves that uh, Hug's daughter does. And uh, she's got a very, like, um, motherly figure. And she says, I, I'm assuming that if Hug isn't throwing you out, it means you're not going to hurt us. Would you like some tea or something to drink? 
That's very kind of you to offer a stranger in your home in the middle of the night some refreshment. Well, I mean, that's that's the kind of people we're trying to be these days. Well, you have my deepest thanks and respect, and tea would be lovely. Great. I'll go put a kettle on. Please I, have a seat. I don't suppose you could tell me where I am. I'm not quite sure how I arrived here. I was... Oh. Well, we were fighting, uh, trying to free some slaves. We were helping a fairy dragon with beta testing. Uh, it's all very confusing. It does, it does sound very confusing. I'm not sure what half of those words mean. <laughs> Cut to bolt chain whipping the train and trying to hold yeah. it down. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you're you're in <coughs> Rowan. Being <laughs> Yeah. In Rowan. Yes, uh, in Bleakwood Forest. <sighs> That's quite a bit away away from where I was half a moment ago. And, and that was specifically. Um, in the. Uh, will somebody like for Christmas buy me a <laughs> a note? book and a sure. pen. <laughs> this is like nine dollars at Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> we get a in, notebook uh, in our merch uh, store and then we just have a pile Yeah, let's get it. We'll get a POA notebook and then you can have it. In Hollowbend Sanctum. Oh, I, I've never heard of that place. I mean, obviously, sorry, Roan is kind of out of the way of most things. So it's a bit near Six Hills. Okay, I have heard of Six Hills before. Um... And this this time, this whole time, she's getting the tea ready. Uh, I'm part of the, a recent uh, addition, I suppose, to the Wayward Watch, and oh, Eve's old crew. Uh, right, Eve, Saradon, yeah. uh, Bolt, Victor, mm-hmm. Ezra. They were very uh, helpful to us a couple years back. Uh, that I mean, they they left my husband here. So, uh, your name is uh, Lynetta. Lynetta. Mm-hmm. Well met. Uh, my name is Aloma, Stargazer. Oh. My last name is Starchild. Oh. How how did you come about that name if stars were only a recent discovery in our world? You know what? It it was a family name and we never really understood it. We always just assumed it meant like shining or something, but uh, obviously when, now it makes a little bit more sense, doesn't it? Right. When my ancestors gave me my surname, I had no idea what it meant either. Something we have in common, I suppose. Yeah. Um, please have a seat. I'm sorry, I'm being so rude. And she pours you a cup of tea. Is she like a ogre? Uh, no, she looks like she's human. Okay. Or half elf, <clears throat> technically. Rowan is mostly half elves. Um, I, I thank you, and I, as I sit down, I'm like, I, I really probably shouldn't stay long. I suppose I need to figure out how to get back to where I was. Well, you're a long way from Six Hills, that's for sure. There's no way you're getting anywhere tonight, and Bleakwood isn't the... Um, best place to go wandering around after dark, that's for sure. And you do look out and you do realize that it is really dark, despite Hollowbend having been probably around midday to late afternoon. It is uh, nighttime. Okay. Uh, what what has you up at this hour, if you don't mind me asking? Or is it just me? You, technically. Our daughter. Uh, we heard her screaming and, and came in and there you were. She's adorable, by the way. Oh, thank you. We do love her. Um, and in his head, thinking for fleshy humanoid. Anyway. <laughs> um, what is what is Hog's daughter's name? They gave us the name. They or Preston came up with a really good name. It, it is 
<laughs> okay, perfect. We'll, we'll figure it out. It was so, it had something to do with hu- hugging. It's just gonna be going like cuddle? I can't remember. No. Yeah, um, cuddle. K U D apostrophe L. Do they have a, a hearth somewhere yeah, nearby? It's kid I'm assuming it's it's not lit at the moment. Uh, she is getting ready to put the tea on. Yeah. I, I just want to say, uh, if, if you don't mind, may I? And oh. I'd cast create bonfire okay. like. On the flames, and she she squeaks and, and drops the the uh, the kettle. Oh, kind of lands on the ground, splashes around, and she goes, "Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm still not used to magic around here." Really, you don't have a lot of magic users in this town. No, up until about two years ago, we were a masochist. Uh, I've heard of masochists. Yeah, um, shouldn't you be? Tying me up and feeding me to the wolves, as it were, at the moment. <laughs> we, we don't feeding do that. me to myself. Me. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that any, <clears throat> anymore. Um, yeah, we two years ago, the Wayward Watch came through, and they helped us realize that what we were doing was self-destructive, and we uh, we were apparently harboring a lot of negative emotions, and they ended up causing more magical havoc, havoc than normal magic would have. Hmm. So, so now. Um, that's a, that's a way. And by way. they, you mean the Wayward Watch cause more magical. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is a Wayward Watch story I had not heard. Oh, well. Um, I'd be happy to tell you what I can while we're waiting for the tea to get started. I would love to hear more. Okay. Uh, and she does go through basically the whole story of Rowan uh, and talks about how um, Eve came back, found her mom uh, was dead, but she wasn't really dead. And then there was the whole... Uh, Dark miasma in the ground that was uh, that caused the shadow fell to basically manifest in Rowan and all of these. Like she doesn't give it in nearly that technical of terms. She's it's all just like and then some dark. It's a it's a it's a it's out. a Ceridon Yeah, it's it's a, yeah it's a very Ceridon retelling. It's like cutting. It's a montage. Yep. And at the end of it, you have a nice cup of uh, we'll say chamomile. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hug comes out and he goes, "All right, I think I've got her." Finally put down. Uh, to sleep. Put to sleep. <laughs> My apologies, Hug. I had no intention, really, of either waking your daughter or being here in the first place, honestly. Uh, no worries. From what I understand, there was somebody else that she was screaming at, and then they transformed into you. Um, you didn't happen to see anybody else in the room, did you? No. A burglar? I just realized when they swap back, there's going to be just a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I crushed <laughs> it was an old. It was an old woman. I have a feeling I know who she was, um, and I'm really glad that whatever happened to switch you happened because otherwise, I may not have been able to rescue my daughter before she was taken. Hmm. Well, in that case, I suppose you're welcome. Though it was yes. unintentional on my part. Thank I, you very much. We were. Did the did the watch ever speak to you about Litterbug? Um, the Hollow Bend Sanctum. That was a little bit before I was there, and I, I may have heard one or two snippets when they were talking about it. Uh, Bolt kept showing off a wand that he had that he never remembered to use, but <laughs> that was about it. Well, we were there, Not uh, <laughs> freeing some slaves and exploring the quarry, or about to, and. Suddenly I was transported here. Glitterbug strikes me as something of a... Hmm. She can be a little mischievous. Mischievous. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, from what uh, Kesk has told me, 
Fairy dragons are very mischievous creatures. So I was just walking along, getting ready to, uh, well, start a fight, and suddenly I found myself here. A wild magic surge, I believe it was. Oh, um, you have chaotic magic? Uh, not by choice. And I believe it was only in Hollowbend, but I could be wrong. I hope it's only in Hollowbend. Yeah, you did use uh, Create Bonfire. You could have been like, it could have been a fireball. <laughs> That's true, I guess. Please I allow me to help. <coughs> yeah. Perhaps I have to be careful. I don't could want be a to, case of alchemist. I, I don't want to uh, cause any more destruction in a recently enlightened masochist community. Cut to the watchtower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exploding. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, nobody would want to uh, have anything dangerous happen. We're still a little, or I guess I can say we, and like Lynette and like pats his, his thigh. Yes, yes, you can say we. We're still a little wary about them. Um, but while you're here, um, oh, just a moment. And he, he stands up and he, he walks over and he kind of like picks his hands through the loft and he pulls something down. And he goes, when you, when you see... Somebody from the Wayward Watch game, would you hand this to them, please? Of course. Okay. And mean? it's just like a wrap. It's a poorly wrapped parcel with okay. like twine. It's actually not twine. Full on rope. Like there's ten feet of rope <laughs> that have been wrapped around what is essentially a uh, a parcel. Anyone in particular, or uh, any of them, should be fine. It's just a little, uh, just a little uh, taste of what I've been doing here. Mm. It's been two years since I've seen my friends and. You know, it's always nice to be able to... I always thought I'd give it to them one day. Well, this meeting feels like more than happenstance, and yet I can't help but be worried about my new companions, how I might return to them. You don't Come have... Back to you're just slapping. Ball carrying Aramis, running <laughs> yeah, from, from this big Titan thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slapping him with his own hands. I'm yeah. just like... Like, <laughs> like, oh, this is lovely. Yeah. Um, you don't happen to have... Uh, Airships that pass through here, or uh, no, I mean, teleportation one, circles, one, probably too much to ask, I suppose. Definitely not. Um, but I'm sure everything will turn out fine. And when you, when you, when he says that, you feel that tingling coming up oh, and down your body, right? Again. Let me give you this back because it pairs that I'm the, the teacup, <laughs> yep. I mean, not the parcel, yeah. Uh, yes, this happened before. Thank you, it was lovely meeting you. And um, any other message you want me to... <laughs> the, the Marty McFly <laughs> fade out. Like. Yeah. Uh, you you warp again. Uh, we. <laughs> it is exactly as Scott thinks. <laughs> the, the body of uh, Breva hugs mother, uh, oh, lands, yeah, <laughs> lands okay. on the ground, crushed and dead, and Hug just goes... Oh dear, the way we watch. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut back to uh, uh, Hollowbend Keep. Yeah. And the party is the literally just finished. Yeah, in the quarry. They've just finished talking to uh, Princess Zila Dragonstone, mm -hmm. uh, who basically told them you can have whatever's in the tent. And then she, uh, she kind of just wanders into the mines to try and free whoever else she can from there. Or potentially just go off screen and stand straight because she's... Maybe an NPC in this dungeon, like She's it's going up to the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Wait, who was this? This is, so Zila was the uh, princess that they saved in the okay. last episode. Yeah, okay. if you remember Rurik, mm -hmm. he died right. uh, <laughs> very quickly. Red shirt. Yeah, absolutely red shirt. Yeah, 
he died twice, technically. Yeah, and then <laughs> Victor brought was him it back. Victor? Yeah, Victor brought him back. Well, and unconscious, then, and then yeah, and then he got killed again. Mm -hmm. And uh, as as that's finishing up, you guys watch as the the body of Abriva just kind of dissolves away for a moment, and then there's a pop, and you appear probably about six inches above the ground and slam down into a mess of uh, hag blood. Whoa. Just land in it. So, yeah, I know. That's exactly what my response would be. Yeah. And, and in fact, I probably would have sounded just like that. <laughs> oh. Um, Aloma, you're back. Aloma just like, like steps out of the goo and like kind of like shakes his feet and he's just like, wild magic. Walks over to Bull. Hands him the package and he's just like, Hug says hello. And then he just like starts walking towards the mine. <laughs> so there's a mine and there's also a tent. Okay. Hug. Wait, you met Hug? Uh, large ogre, mm -hmm. uh, kindly, uh, lovely redheaded daughter. Oh, that's nice. Yes. I should, I should write him more often. He said he knows you. Apparently I materialized in his home, scared the living daylights out of his daughter. Well, technically there was some old woman that was there scaring the daylights out of his daughter. Yeah. Yes. I'm assuming that's whose blood I was stepped in. Oh, that means that mm, I should definitely write him. <laughs> if only he could read. <laughs> um, his wife, lovely woman, half-elf, I believe, made me some tea. It was delicious. It looks like you all have um, managed yourselves. Yeah, we enjoyed our tea as well. Aramis says, <laughs> "Wait, what, are you what is Aramis drinking? <laughs> Just a flask." Do you have like, do you have like the uh, the wiping blood off of my X, X Men cartoon Wolverine? Yeah, uh, <laughs> stuff off the bandages. Yeah, yeah. I've got a bunch of new scrapes and dings, and I'm like in the middle of wrapping. Yeah. One of them. <laughs> yeah. Wait, <clears throat> let me see if I can do something for that. Um, and then I don't remember how beat up Victor. He was pretty beat up. Too. He was pretty beat up. Yeah, yeah. he's just kind of uh, like he's, resting. He has a control. vacant look in his eyes that mm -hmm. I'm just like not worried his about. His controller him. died and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yep. he's just like walking into the yeah, wall. He's, he's <laughs> just <laughs> idle animation. Yeah. A lot of issues with walking And then occasionally the he just like, <laughs> he flexes a little bit and the knives go yep. around him and then settle back down again. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm running a little low on spells myself, but... Here, have some of my spell slots. <laughs> I have them all. It's nothing that a good night's rest couldn't help. Do we have time for a good night's rest? It is getting pretty late. I'm going to cast um, Aura of Vitality and spend one minute healing you for 62 hit uh, points. Cool. I'm just going to like crawl over to you. <laughs> just like... And then it's just like... You put your hands, raise your hands up in the air, and there's starlight. Yeah, I grab your tail, yeah. and then just slowly like fall one on one, one by one into mm -hmm. him, and just. I like, grab your tail, make a. I have no idea you could so much. Is it still kind of thumping a little bit? I'm almost like <laughs> yeah. this is kind of nice. Was it say sixty-two? We're friends. Sixty-two. Okay. All right. So this is a just in case short our, rest. our rest gets interrupted. What would you guys like to do? I mean, I mean, I would like to take a. Long we could rest probably we use a long rest. I don't know. Little yeah. bug. Are you going to let us have a night's sleep here, or are we going to be attacked in the middle of the night? No, just, I'll just keep watch. All right. Um, what's in the tent? Victor is at ten hit points, by the way. So yeah. yes, he's very hurt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's go. I'm gonna go look and see what's in the, in the tent. <laughs> He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Does he get replaced? I don't have any more third level. I don't have any more third level spell slots. 
He just gets replaced by a talking mm. knife. Yep. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, <laughs> Knifey. <laughs> yeah, Knifey. Yeah. It's a Rick and Morty character. Yep. Teach you a lesson. <laughs> uh, so, oh yeah. So first of all, you can collect the the axe from Dranoth Stoneborn. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will do that. Okay. Uh, and identifying it, you know, takes the usual oh. ten minutes. Oh my gosh, Shippy. Please. Here, fine. You want a habanero almond? Here you go. Hmm. That won't come back to haunt you. <clears throat> Didn't you crunch it. Swallowed it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, so this is a Dranoth. Is it a specific type of axe? So it's a battle axe. Okay. And it is a magic item. It is a giant sling axe. Ooh, okay. So it does an extra 4d6 force damage against creatures with the giant type, including trolls and ogres. Cool. So what's it called? Giant slaying axe or they, battle axe? Just put down giant slaying battle axe. Okay. I don't think there's a specific item in D&D for it. So all right, we can yep, figure that we'll out later. One. Yep. Okay, and then we'll go to the tent. Yep, so uh, the, the tent is pretty sparse. There's like one bed, but it's not been used in a while. Obviously, Drenoth was a stoneborn just like the other uh, just like the other dwarves around him. Uh, but it does contain a chest that has uh, 1,200 copper pieces, 2,000 silver pieces, 2,200 gold pieces, 150 platinum, and then a bunch of extra items in there, including a pewter set amulet, or sorry, a pewter amulet set with a rosé of jet, is what this is, what that says. This is pewter random amulet set. Yeah, I'm gonna send you the whole thing. So, okay. Uh, a pewter plate etched with elven script. Does anybody read elven? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Uh, that just says food goes here. <laughs> food goes here. Food goes here. Yeah. Uh, but it's in very like elegant language. So yeah, sometimes it just lambas bread goes here. Too much. Yep. <laughs> uh, a portrait of a female human in a wooden frame. Set with carnelian and star rose quartz. A rosewood cup engraved with elvish script. And I bet you can guess what goes, what's it, that Food says. goes here also. <laughs> now Me it says number one mage. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> World's most okayest mage. <laughs> Sorry, I took it. I took a snack. There's also a stoneware salt cellar. Painted with mythical creatures. Cellar? This, I don't know. Like, I'm guessing it's a salt shaker. This is a homebrew world. What do you mean you don't know? So, <laughs> it's a little man. Who goes, Would you like some salt? This was a random, yeah, this was a random <laughs> generated like art object thing. What is a salt cellar? Like, you're not reading. It. You're not reading this out of the out of the book. No. <laughs> it's a salt holder. No. Yeah. Okay. Don't allow. Anything can be a salt holder. Article of tableware, well, where for holding and dispensing salt. So it's a salt shaker. Salt shaker. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like usually, typically, it's it's like a, just like a bowl with like. So it's not like a, a top. It's a, yeah, it's a spoon, have a, spoon on your salt. Exactly. That's, that's how much salt you want. Yep. You could still <laughs> with a bowl. <laughs> so there, that is a uh, just a stoneware one painted with mythical creatures. There's also an agate salt cellar set with a rosette. Of Alexandrite. Fancy. Yep. And then a set of horseshoes that you can tell are magical. 
Ah, I would like to uh, identify said horseshoes. Uh, it takes a few minutes, and you find that these are horseshoes of the Zephyr, which are a magic item on D&D. They basically just give your horse extra speed. Great for paladins with mm-hmm. steed. Oh. Darien with horseshoes. <laughs> <laughs> now, what happens if you equip a magic item and they despawn? Do the magic items stay around? Um... So you have to, it, you'd, have I, to you'd have to reattach them. This every was the DM slide into my DM's question. It depends on the DM, really. I would say that no, you do not have to apply the short horseshoes every time. <laughs> and then I just put that in our uh, typical uh, vending machine that we haven't used since April. <laughs> that's okay. okay. That's yeah. Good. So that's what you find in the chest. I'll go ahead and relay what we found. Um, we're both like falling asleep. Yeah. In the on the floor of the tent. <laughs> Salt, that, salt cellar. That's because he, you started explaining what a salt cellar was <laughs> and how it differs <laughs> and from the it. history. Yeah, <laughs> history of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read a fascinating I, I just, book on salt. Cellar. I just look at. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, and I actually, I'll, I'll tuck you both in. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And then I'll take watch since okay. I can do sentry mode. Go ahead and roll me a perception check for the first hour of stage. Victor's still standing outside. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did pick him up, but he's idle animation. And, uh, <laughs> he's gone AFK at this point, so yeah, he's sitting he's down now. <laughs> he just hit caps lock. Uh, and that's just... a 19. 19? Um, you don't find any sort of, like, sneaky people around or anything like that. And the night passes with no issues. Everybody can take a long oh, rest. <laughs> yeah. If we got attacked in the middle of the night, I think I would have died. No, you had 62 more hit points. And no way to hurt anybody. <laughs> just have a sword. Just stab them. Can I just, like, pass off my uh, spell slots and be like, here you go. Here's a couple seconds. That would be nice. Transfer. Oh, you also found the last room key in the chest as well. Right, okay. Um. So my wand, I think, resets at dawn. It's 1d4 at dawn, so... Come on, four. Two. Okay. The average. Yeah. So I have, I have two charges on it. Of uh, was that the cure, the cure wounds? That's no, the one of frame mission, the one that swaps oh, places, transport. teleports. Cure wounds does not regain charges until it curses somebody else. Right. Yeah. Which I've used four of them so far. Mm. The healing bonk. Yep. You've the been bonk of cure wounds. Yep. I've been smacking people over the head with them and healing them. Okay. It is the next morning. Actually, a uh, bolt. Since we are I want to open the thing as hug the hug thing too. Mm-hmm. Um give me a perception check. Another one? Yes. Fifteen. Fifteen? You're kind of looking out over the quarry and you can see just the barest hint of the like the top of the keep in the distance because the spires are pretty pretty high up, um, including the astronomy tower. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, you notice for the first time that there are stars out here at night as the sun sets, which is not something that Belladonna said was happening in this area of the dungeon. Um, she was hoping that you could talk to Glitterbug about it. She may have heard you. Uh, but you also do see, after a moment, it, it kind of feels like some clouds that you didn't notice that were there before peel back to reveal uh, Lunira, the moon. And it it kind of shines an intense light down on the astronomy tower for a few moments and and then just kind of disappears again. Hmm. I'll have to ask Aloma about that in the morning, see if he knows anything about 
cut to sign, a sign yeah. from whatever. And then the package from Hug, really quick. First of all, you get ten feet of rope. <laughs> you want to your inventory. Okay. Uh, and then you uh, you finish unwrapping it, and it's actually just a, it is a wooden carving. Okay. And it it is not like a uh, a small statuette. It looks like he has carved into a log itself to make sort of a nativity scene esque. Uh, okay. Image of him, a his diorama. wife, and his yeah, and his daughter. <clears throat> how how uh, like. How craftsmanship yeah. is it? Is it stick figures or is it like wow? It's like a ten out of ten masterpiece. <laughs> it's it's probably I would say it's probably like a, a seven out of ten. He's an artisan, but he's not a master yet. But he's doing pretty so good. So you could sell it on Etsy. Yeah, you could sell it. On Etsy. <laughs> yeah. What is the D and D area on Etsy? Etsy. <laughs> I don't know the magic Manaport Magic Company. Yeah, a Netsy. A Netsy. A Netsy. <laughs> run, run by the spider goddess and Etsy. <laughs> Yisty. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then it's morning. You, you wake up. Bolt is still standing watch. I'll just be kind of like standing at the the tent. Uh, I'll have I'll have like had a notebook out, writing down some notes for like the the tower and the stars and stuff. Sorry. The whole reason that I wanted to go back to the night is you have the astronomer's astrolabe, right? <laughs> Which lets you look up at the stars and find constellations yes. to get benefits. Yes, I want to do that. So, roll me a d6. Sorry. Every time I try to take... A two! A two? So that is... <laughs> did... Did I send everybody the astrolabe? Nope. It is in the assets or channel discussion, I think. Yep, maybe. I don't and know. I took what was the magic item that I took? The Arcanist's gloves. I need to add that to my inventory. Yeah, the astronomer's boon is in the channel discussion, and so is the Arcanist's gloves. Right, or gauntlets, right about it. So two would be the night. You you're able to identify the night constellation. Ah, it's yes, out. it's dark. <laughs> it must be night. <laughs> Sorry, the Kniggit. <laughs> Which means that uh, is, it? is it way back? It must be way back. Yeah, it's like a couple weeks. September twenty second. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, so this is five stars appear on your arm in the shape of a sword. When you hit with a melee attack, you can expend one of the stars to give uh, have the target take an extra one d four radiant damage, or you can give a friendly creature within thirty feet of you that hits with a melee attack one of the stars, and then they get the one d four on that attack. So okay. So that's the uh, constellation that you're able to identify tonight. And then it's morning. <laughs> Last time, I promise. Okay. Feel better. Uh, that was rough. Everyone all right? Uh, I feel great, actually. A little stiff still. Any... um. Anything strange happen while we were sleeping? I mean, you know, some guys came in, stole all your stuff. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, there. Well, there was. I was. I was looking off in the distance, um, dealing with this uh, astrolabe, and uh, which apparently, and I kind of hold. I'll actually hold out my um, burnt and um, the arm that has basically just like the the 
uh, skeletal clockwork mm-hmm. stuff left. And you can see, like, they're not magic, but they're like, they look like they've been carved in with, with like a knife, like mm-hmm. the stars in the shape of that, the sword. Mm. Well, while I was using it, I was able to uh, get some magic off of it. Um, so hopefully it can help us today. Is that a constellation? Yes, yeah, so it's. Uh, it looks like it looks like it looks like the night, if I'm not mistaken. It looks mm-hmm. like a line of five stars. Yes, with two across. Well, two you have to use your imagination when it comes to constellations. Sometimes uh, that right, this little bit right here is the sword. Over uh, here is the shield. You know, if you like, I can actually draw the rest of the sword on there for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Right. Right. It's like he never left. <laughs> Sorry, Preston, we don't need you anymore. Corey's a good player. There was also something odd, too, while I was off. I was looking at the stars. Uh, the clouds kind of parted, and there was the moon. Uh, which, the moon, you say? Yeah, I don't think we've seen it here yet. In her broken form, or... Was it broken, or was it together? Ooh. I just assumed it was broken, but... Roll me a history check to see if you can remember. That is something that happened last night, and memory is valuable. <laughs> okay. I cast Guidance on you. D4. Extra D4. D4. <laughs> <laughs> this is important, Port. I need you to remember. Uh, 19. It was whole. Uh, it was complete, not undamaged. You're kidding. No, and, and while I was watching... Uh, How much jealousy is Aloma feeling? So jealous. <laughs> can't believe I was sleeping. You, you can't trust anything in here. It's I, all of Bruce. Look, I, I thought about waking you, but... Uh, first of all, I was kind of enamored by it. It was wasn't, it wasn't very usual. Because we can see the broken one mm-hmm. in an area, yeah. right? Um, and... I, you were, you guys were both peacefully sleeping, and so I decided to leave you be. But as soon as, as soon as I looked back, uh, it seemed to brighten, and uh, it appears like a, a a beam of moonlight came down, and illuminated that uh, astronomy tower over there. Yeah, the, we were told about the telescope. <sighs> we, we we should make haste. Have you? Is that anything significant? I mean, I'm assuming it is significant, as magic it and sounds, gods usually are. It but sounds significant, especially if she were whole, like you say. It's Perhaps nothing but a trick of that fairy. But, I promise but, you. But th- there's a chance. You're not entirely. There might wrong. be a there might there might be a clue here. Yeah, and there's a I chance the moonbeam can come down and tickle your chin. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm not a you want scripties? <laughs> yep, yep. I guess we can go. Doesn't matter. He's got, he's got a new goal in life. Would, 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 would the type be so lucky, so fortunate? Uh, are we done here? Do we need to explore this cave, or can we make way to the, tra- to the tower? I don't recall the princess or um, our departed friend saying that there was anything in the cave other than just minerals and... and uh, the rest of the dwarfs that they had enslaved. Yeah, did the princess ever come out? Like, nope. uh, during the night or anything? Mm-hmm. You didn't hear any, like, marching or anything like nope. that? Oh, should probably check on her. Perhaps we ought to, I don't know this princess, but perhaps we ought to check on her. Yeah, we could do a quick detour and go down. And hey, Victor, why don't you go yell down there? <laughs> so I would go look. 
and he Victor Rosinga. <laughs> yeah, gets on the room and, and rushes off, but pulls down the blindfold so that I'm he gonna can... do it in twelve parsecs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and after after maybe about five minutes, way less than you would expect, uh, he comes out and he goes. The cave only goes back about thirty feet, and then it just stops. Hmm. Another what, illusion. What, what, what took you so long? Did I saw a mineral? <laughs> it was a vegetable. <laughs> Canon Victor is uh, distracted by shiny things. <laughs> we are yeah. gonna do that. <laughs> yep. And smelly things. Yep. I mean, all of us are distracted by smelly things. Well, Who isn't? <laughs> what happened to the princess? I don't know. There was no one in there. Did you see her? Nope. You want a chip? <laughs> is that a yes? I believe that's a yes. Victor, you're back. You're louder than I am. Yeah, that's true. Doggy ASMR. No, <laughs> oh, now I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. I give you ice cubes and potato chips. Everything a growing dog needs. <laughs> yes. Down. Down. Like, who are you to tell me, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You literally just gave you side eye. Yeah, that's, that was, that's pretty much what it is. He literally just looked and was like, want to go? <laughs> Off around and find out. <laughs> oh. Victor, you look a lot hairier since last I saw you. Are you sure there wasn't anything in that cave? I haven't been able to shave since <laughs> yesterday. Oh wait! And then he shaves himself with his Press with his dad. They just go, <laughs> and then he's like, "Ah, yeah." So there's just like blood, <laughs> pristine. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, there doesn't appear to be anything else in that cave. There was no people. You didn't see anybody else come out. Well, oh, seems odd. So like I said, it's all just a trick of that fairy. Does anyone have any reason not to go to the the astronomy tower? I feel like. Well, well, I mean, that was a sign. If any, if I other than it's one. the middle of the day, what are we gonna look at? I'm a little worried about the disappearance of this there. princess. <laughs> <laughs> but well, remember, everything in here is kind of created or and or assembled by Litterbug, and it is all a trial, not not necessarily real life. It might have been a past story, but. Currently, wow. it could be. These bruises feel kind of real. <sighs> we should talk to her about that. She did say that our lives wouldn't be lost, but so far, that doesn't appear to be true. I think she needs to adjust a few things. But, Tower? Sure. Uh, before okay. we leave, I'll just shout and kick. Princess! I'm going We're to. Leaving! I'm going to cast <laughs> aid before we go. Oh yeah, another um, at the third level, so that everybody gets ten plus ten to their maximum hit points, and it heals you for that as well. You so. keep it until your next. It's eight hours. Oh, it's just eight hours. Yep. Eight hours. Uh, uh, sorry, three to the max hit points. Ten. Ten. Ten, ten to the max hit points. Ooh. And your current hit point total like that goes up. So Where did the manage max hit points? There we go. It's over. Yeah, you have to click override, right? Mm-hmm. Max HP. Uh, yeah, Dallin, you actually do get a response back. Oh, it's your voice, but it, this is what you said about the princess's voice. Uh, the princess says, "Thank you again for your help. Good luck on your journeys. You don't have to worry about coming in here." All right. 
Don't mind the dog. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I never should have given you a chip. No. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um. And what else? What's the? Don't don't do it. He's gonna. Last time, last time you tried to offer him something, you walked over the table. If you remember. <laughs> Sit. Lay down. Be quiet. He doesn't know that one. I don't. I've been teaching him his whole life. Nothing. Um. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm gonna start walking towards the tower. Okay. Uh, well, I have gathered the the loot. Um, we'll divvy it up afterwards. Just just so you guys are aware, that's generally what happens. I, I'm usually the one with the the carrying capacity and the <clears throat> the bags and stuff. So I trust you. Generally speaking, we just divvy it up after the fact or. After we get back to the tower, whichever comes first. Okay. Uh, so the tower once again is one of the uh, spires in the keep. It is so you're you're heading back basically to uh, the keep entrance. It takes about an hour, an hour and a half, that sort of thing. It's not it's not that big of a a, a dungeon. It feels like it's a lot further away, but as you're walking, it just kind of it's almost like a spatial warping, but you don't really notice it. We just pass the skull. We just keep walking. Uh, and it's, it's the same scene Solid. over and over and over again. Yep. Instead of the hallway stretching scene, it's the opposite. It's just hit yep. M, and you can double click on the little icon for. Would you like to fast travel? Fast travel? Yeah. Not when enemies are nearby. <laughs> Roll initiative. No. Um, you guys get back there in short order, and once again you find the uh, the three altars. One of them has the rune stone from the iron golem from the general that you've defeated, and uh, Bosco is once again in his cage. And he's just like, "Oh, you're back." How'd it go? Not great. There all night. If I said yes, would that be impressive? No, I just kind of feel a little sad. <laughs> then yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sad is good too. <laughs> uh, so we had the. You have all of the rune keys. Yeah, but Preston had the. Victor had the one. From the ghost or from the mimic, mm -hmm. from Willie, uh, yeah, many-eyed Willie. Yep, yeah, he he'll hand it to you. Okay, that's right. Because I he he was keeping a secret at first. Or no, he did tell. No, he, he, he did, did tell everybody. Right. Yep. Yeah, so I'll take the keys and slot them in. And yeah. Does it look like it's like a mechanism that has to turn or anything? Or no, it just like a remember, it's just like three altars, and you could just put one on each. So technically, the fourth key is tossed to the side. Whatever you want to do with it. Souvenir. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep it. Fourth one will be the one from uh, Willie. Okay. Uh, and the gates, uh, you, you hear the locking, you feel the, the magic that's kind of pulsing through fade away, and then they swing open. Wait. Mm -hmm. They swing yes. open. <laughs> okay. Um, let me go in first. And make sure there's nothing dangerous yeah, inside. Okay. <laughs> uh, get some oil for these. Old keep, you know. Oh, by the way, congratulations. Who's got the grease spell? Yeah. <laughs> congratulations on all of your challenges. Uh, once you step through the threshold, they'll be done. Uh, as in, will be teleported back to the start? No, or No, no. You still have to defeat the count and explore the keep however you want. Um, it's just it might be in your book. Yeah. The, the individual challenges will be complete, so no more wild magic. Uh. You'll get your rewards at the end. Obviously, we're not going to give them to you now. But, uh, oh, good. I can, I can tap into 
saw that magic I've been missing, and I, I'm gonna walk right through the port. Right okay. through the yeah, and you you uh, portcullis. You feel a little like almost like a somebody's taking off a coat or a cloak off of you and hanging it up. And yeah, you now no longer have that feeling of oppression whenever you think about using magic. All right. Yeah, I'll walk. Uh, I'm gonna throw the the rusty copper sword on the ground. And okay. Grab my good one there. But I'm keeping the loot one. The red that loot. one's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, as you step through, you, you know, we'll do one final magic, a wild magic okay. surge here, uh, because why not? I, I haven't been nearly doing that enough, I don't think, considering I missed it in like the last three combats with you. So. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. 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 Hmm. Multicolor or purple? Mm. Purple. Okay. Creatures have disadvantage on saving throws against the next spell you cast. We're not going to say in the next minute. We're just going to say nice. the next saving throw that you cast. Awesome. And that is the last parting gift as the uh, the mantle kind of bursts off of you. Mm. Uh, you throw up a little bit of rainbow. <laughs> you know, that. it gets in your fur. So it's kind of a multicolor situation going on there. But... Uh, yeah, right. you are no longer magically chaotic. Okay, just regular chaotic. Right. Uh, so as as the doors open uh, and you guys step through, you hear Bosco say, "And so Danther and his party entered the keep <clears throat> of Hollowbend Sanctum, looking for the crystalline count and Danther's vengeance, but they may find other things inside as well. Maybe a bit of friendship." Mm. I'm not one for that, really. The way that you were nuzzling up to my tail last night says otherwise. Means to an end. <laughs> now <just> walk off. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep walking in and. Okay. Uh, the, the tower. Could we go there first? Yeah, I, I think that should be. Oh, like our, our location. Yep. Which so, way is the tower? So you've kind of entered into a. Uh, there's a little bit of a courtyard. And you see, there is a large set of doors that, that you that presumably lead to the main part of the keep, uh, but there are also other doors that appear to lead off uh, down other hallways towards the different spires. So four. Can, can, can we tell which one might oh, yeah. lead the, towards the? Yeah, the one door? straight ahead to the left. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go to that one. Head up the stairs. Okay. Uh, yeah, you open up the door. And there is a golem standing there. Hmm. And it blinks in surprise at you. I mean, you know harm. If you can understand me. And it's going to, like, reach over and you see it's reaching for a bell. <laughs> I'm going to gently put my hand on its arm and try to, like, pull it down. <laughs> hey, it's going to make an attack against okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, worry guys, don't worry guys I will go check and then I go up turn in and all of a sudden I'm like <laughs> yeah uh, so let's there's see. a bad guy in there <laughs> let's see if this hits you well a crit typically does hit mm -hmm. um, so take six bludgeoning damage and yeah you are pushed 20 feet knocked prone mm -hmm. so <laughs> Am I thrown off of the stairs thing? Because you said it went is like so. Up it's like a door or? that would lead two stairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, so you're like hit back into like the main. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
you and guys, he, are you able to duck out of the way? Because were you by right behind me? Because I would have got thrown. I'm like, yeah, just kind of like step to the side <laughs> as you fly by. Sorry, I said golem. It's an earth elemental. Okay. And it actually is going to push its way as out. As I'm flying past you, I'm going to go, it appears we're not wanted. Yeah, as, <laughs> so as, as just, soon as I see <laughs> him get hit, I'm, I would cast... Um, Whatever my spell is. Spirit Guardians. Come on, Spirit right. Guardians. Spirit Guardians. Okay. It's the kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as you do, you hear you hear the Earth Elemental reach back and clang uh, a bell once. Uh-oh. And we're going to go ahead and get a combat. I hate this sound of bells. Woo-woo. Better than a horn. Oh, yeah. It was a horn last time. Okay. Let's go ahead and reveal the battle map here. Uh, <clears throat> we're just using yeah. the corners of the watchtower from last time to show the different... Uh, what? Well, it didn't doors. explode. It, 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 it's got this a different watchtower. Oh, I need to grab some uh, some fireworks and we can go outside and. <laughs> <laughs> no, I painted it. I don't want to destroy it. Yeah. Uh, that's why you need to make another one and made out of like foam. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and grab initiatives here. Bolt. Seventeen. Seventeen. Aramis. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. And Aloma. Four. Four. Um, so. You may notice that Victor is not on this uh, board this evening. He will Still be providing attempt. you with... On your turn, you can either use his... Um, get an extra d4 on a damage roll with a dagger. Well, we'll say 2d4 because okay. he can usually sneak attack. Or, uh, as a reaction on your turn, if you don't use it during uh, for damage, you can use a reaction to reduce the damage from an attack on you by 2d4. Okay. Okay. Or both. Let's do both. That sounds fun. Yeah. You can do both. Because Victor's usually pretty in the fight, and we'll just say that he's acting very defensively for this fight. He's very defensive tonight. Um, So the figure that steps out is an Earth Elemental. That is just going to be set right... Yep, right in front. Um... You're gonna go ahead and spread out your spirit guardian. So at the start of his turn, he will be uh, he'll be taking that damage, and we will start actually with Aramis. Okay, I'm gonna just run in and attack him. Okay. So the first one is a twenty-six to hit. Twenty-six will hit for um ten damage. Okay. Uh, remember that your damage is doubled is against it? constructs and elementals. And elementals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 20 damage. 20. And then I'll swing again. And that's just the damage with the sword, not with, uh, like, a divine smite. Or right, yep. Yeah. That's a crit fail. Okay. And then offhand attack. Which is, which is now a magical blade for you? Yes, is now a 13 to hit. 13 will not hit. Okay. So the resonance blade comes in and, and sings out as it cuts into the first one. Oh yeah, and four from the yep. first. Yep. That's right. Four, six more damage. Six more. Okay, and that's not a double this Yeah. One, so. Okay. Yeah. So your resident's blade sings out and cracks into the the leg. The other two strikes just kind of <coughs> hit a little just ineffectually glance. against it. Yep. yep. Just glancing blows, and we will move on. Unless there's anything else you'd like to do. Um. Nope. We're good. Good okay. this round. Bolt. See how hard he hits first. It is your turn. Um, I'm gonna use half my movement, stand up. So I'm no longer prone. Sorry, we're gonna do 1d4 on the reaction if you use it. 2d4 okay. on reduced damage on an attack each turn is, that's that's kind of a lot. Okay. And then I'm gonna use the rest 
to move in. Okay. And uh, double attack. Clang, clang. Clang, clang. Uh, so the first one is a. Heart and divine. Uh, 25. 25. The second one's a 15. Oh, wait. Sorry. No, I thought that was the damage for some reason. Uh, 25 will hit. What was the second one you said? 15. 15 will not hit. Okay. And you said I can use D4 to. Uh, you know what? I'm going to use one of my stars. Oh, from okay. From the uh, astrolabe. For an extra D4? Yeah. So it's a total of extra 3 D4. Because it was 2d4 for Victor. <coughs> and then, okay. yeah. Remind me of your initiative. I want to make sure I wrote it down to four. It is just four. Okay. Because I thought you said that you had a really good initiative, but I, that was either my head imagining it or. or sarcasm. Sarcasm, yeah. <laughs> math. Math? Math damage? Too early in the week for math. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-two damage. Twenty-two damage, and that's thunder damage, right? Um, so one, uh, four of its radiant. Okay. Um, Victor's is just sneak attack rules, so it adds the same damage type that it. And then the rest of it will be thunder. So four is radiant. So sixteen is. No. No. Eighteen. Eighteen is radiant. So twenty-two. Yeah. Okay. 18 was thundered. And the second attack you said misses, right? Yes, the second attack misses. But your fist slams in with the first one, and it reverberates out, and you, you can see it cracking the stone even more than it should. Oh, all right. Okay. And then it is the elemental's turn. It is going to backhand uh, Aramis, or try to. So disadvantage. <laughs> it will have disadvantage, yep. And then you also need to... Uh, Roll me the damage for oh, yeah. your guardians. Five d eight this time. So it's just a, it's a twenty to hit. Uh, okay, that's gonna hit. Okay, and that is going to be uh, ten damage. Eight damage. Eight damage, and you are pushed ten feet and not prone. And what was the saving throw? It was Wisdom of 18? 18. Well, they rolled the 17, so it'll take full nice. damage here. 17 damage. Okay. 17 damage. And then, uh, yeah, your your guardians just start coming in. They start breaking more more, more rocks off this thing. Is looking a little worn down. Uh, and then it's going to try and headbutt Bolt. Yeah, which is stronger? Head, head made of steel or one of rock? Uh, that's only a 17 to hit you. Yeah, so you, you manage to like headbutt it back and neither of you really flinch. Um, and then coming out of the tower behind you is another elemental. Uh, on the left, sorry. My left, yeah, there you go. And it is going to uh, move up 30 feet. Okay. And it's going to kind of reach into the, the ground and pull out a chunk of the, the um, stonework and throw it at... We'll throw it at Aramis. That sounds like fun. Ah. He's prone, so that would be with disadvantage, disadvantage. right? Yep. Yeah. So it is only a 13 to hit. That works. It sails over your head and slams into the ground nearby. You can do the cool little uh, spit on it thing that uh, Gothmog does. Yeah. 
I don't know if anything he does is cool. <laughs> That's true. And then it is Aloma's turn. Okay. Let's see here. Alright, I think I can do this. So Aloma's gonna go. Well, let's see. Five, ten. So he's outside of my range. <laughs> Um, and I'm gonna uh, bonus action starry form. Okay. Let me make sure I mark that down. Um, Which comes with the attack, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and take archer form. Come on. Come on. No. Jeez. That's wild too. Not quite. Didn't even notice the same thing. Anyway, we'll find it later. Yep. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna make an attack, uh, against this guy. Okay. Let's see, that is a 23 to hit. 23 will hit. And you said I get to add 2d4. Yep. Um, and then d8. So, so that's gonna be... 23 damage. 23 damage. And then I will pull him, or crush her feet, move him five feet towards me to take... Do you want me to... It's the start of a new turn. Do you want me to re-roll the uh, spirit damage? or? Yeah, let's have you re-roll okay. the spirit damage just because it is the start of a new turn. He will take the full brunt of this damage, whatever it is. Okay, it will be... Twenty-three. Um, yeah. So you're, round. you're, uh, you kind of stretch out a little bit, and you, you guys see the like the brief constellation of the archer appear, and then you swing, you swing the bow around, and you fire it off. It slams into the uh, foot or the leg of this elemental and causes it to stumble forward, mm -hmm. and then your like it, its head just kind of comes in, and your guardians just tear it apart. So that thing is nice. Going. And then, let's see, I'd move 10, so 15, 20, 25, 30. I'll move here, and then Thorn Whip on this guy. Okay. Um, for, oh, I'm gonna use my inspiration for a Okay. <clears throat> and that's better, 26 to hit. 26 will hit. And so I'm gonna pull him five feet towards me. Mm -hmm. Oh, first of all, the damage for Thorn Whip is, he will take the full 23 as he comes into the aura. So that's uh, 14 damage for Thornwhip plus 23 for uh, Spirit Guardians. 14. Perfect. All right. Um, oh. No. Did I add the 2d4 you from Victor? You I did. did. Yep. did. Oh, yeah. First you, on the first yep. That's right. Okay. okay. That's all. Perfect. Did you, did you add your genie damage, Dow? Uh, on the first guy, okay. I did. Yeah. <clears throat> Good reminders. You know yep. what? Wonderful reminders. I do like. Uh, I do like when you guys help each other out. That's great. Um, and then Somehow at the bottom else. of the round here, with a zero initiative, is another Earth Elemental coming out from that far one over another there. One. Yep. And can he move thirty feet? He'll get him right next 20? to Loma. Perfect. He'll take damage upon Yep, he will, 20, he will march right 30, in. So yeah. He will take the full 23 damage. Nice. 
These guys are not very wise. Uh, and then he's just going to bring both hands up and just try and double slam down on you, which we know always works 100% of the time. So two attacks here. First one is a 20 to hit. Hits. Okay. I'll, I'll reduce it by Victor's D4. So 11 damage. Minus three. So eight. And then the second one is only a 10 to hit. Yes. So you manage to duck out of the way of one of the fists, but the other one hits you in the shoulder and sends you kind of like stumbling around. Does using Victor's thing use our reaction? No. Okay. No. Because because I'm only doing the 1d4, yeah, Victor is using his multiple reactions this time (laughs) around. And all you got when when Colby was gone was a hag. (laughs) Well, she did crush that. A couple of the stone things. She was pretty powerful. Until she died. Until she got <laughs> crushed. Yes. <laughs> she tried to hug the Titan. That's true. What happens? Oh, sorry. Actually, I killed him before. Uh, it's the beginning of the, a new day, so I need to figure out if I have wheel or wheel woe or woe today. Mm-hmm. It's odd, so I have woe. Always woe. Woe, woe is you. Woe. Uh, top of the round, Aramis. Okay. I'm going to stand up. Okay. So half my movement. And I'm going to go 5, 10, 15. Get right up to that guy. Okay. Take some attacks. So that's a uh, 27 to hit. 27 will hit. For uh, 9, 18 damage. 18. And then second attack is a uh, 17 to hit. 17 will hit. For um, 20 damage. 20 damage. And then offhand is a 24 to hit. 24 will hit. For three damage. For three. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you just come in, just <laughs> whirling around. The resonance blade again is singing out and cracking this stone. Bolt. Okay. Uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to uh, grow big. Okay. And then I'm going to move 5, 10, 15, 20. Ogre. 25. Oh, right. Yeah, I always do that. And <clears throat> then I'm going to attack one on each side. Okay, calm. Is calm. It, you're right within. I am. Yeah, he is. Adjacent to both. He's diagonal. Okay. <laughs> you do. You do a split kick. <laughs> <laughs> I just like slide, power slide on my knees and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first one's going to be on this one. Okay. And that's a 19. 19 will hit. Okay, and I'll go ahead and use, uh, let's see, I'll use a Victor D4 and my D6. No, not my D6. Yeah, oh, D4. I forgot to add Victor's damage. Five. Five, so ten. No, uh, we weren't doubling his. His boom? Oh, we were? Yep, because it's part of your. It's the same. Yeah, it's part okay. of your. Wait, no. No, sorry. We weren't. Okay. You're right. Okay, five. We were, we were, it's the same damage type, but it's not. Yeah. Sorry, I got, your, I got your hopes up there. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I got my hopes up there too. 19 thunder damage. 19 thunder damage. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And then the second one. Yeah, you break off a full arm on that one. Second one is higher. Okay. Uh, 23. And that would be. Can I use victor damage again or is it only once per turn? It is only once per turn. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll use a star. So you have three left. Um, is it? I thought it was. You get five. 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 And I use one, one two, two. two. Yeah. So. 
I thought it was seven. Mm, it's but you're five right. on the sword. I you have five stars. Yep. yep. Okay. Okay. Um, bah, 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 bah. Well, which I needed it because I rolled two ones on my other day. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, 13. 13? 13. How much is um, radiant? Three of it. So 10 thunder damage and three of it's radiant. Okay. Alrighty. Yep, and both of them are... You, you see that little synaptic static that you that you do. Yeah, just like that. Ding. Yep. Uh, the earth elemental right next to Aramis is... Has to make a saving throw. Oh. What was the total damage on 23. Again? 23. He just crumbles. Nice. He only had five hit points left. I love when they just die at the beginning of their <laughs> turn. No, I'm sorry. Next to Aramis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aramis. Yeah, your ancestors are just like, just like ripping chunks of rock away. Just like it's like, um, like a meteor shower going through. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then it is Aloma's turn. <clears throat> okay. Um, so he has disadvantage on attacks, right? Correct. All right, I'm gonna risk it. I'm gonna step away. Okay. Well, that was a 19 or a 20. Ugh, so hit. yeah, he will hit. I'll use I my wish... reaction to intercept. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, so, 17 bludgeoning damage, or force damage, so... So, half that. Yep. Okay. Uh, eight. Eight. And you can use your victor dagger to do some fighting. Mm, D4. So, yeah, I'll go one... Which is four, so, so four damage total. Nice. Nice. Five, ten, fifteen. <clears throat> and I will... Um, bonus action, starry form. Okay. I'm back, to my, back down to my normal yeah. hit points. That's only a <laughs> fifteen to hit. Only a fifteen? Mm -hmm. That will not hit. Okay. Um, and then I will try to thorn with him. Thwip. 24. 24 will hit. And that is going to be this plus this. He does not make his save, by the way. So Okay, I need to re-roll. Yep. Okay, so that's... Uh, oh, we're getting a d4 go. Where the d4s go? Um, yeah. 15 damage from Thorn Whip. Okay. Um, you pull him in and then roll your damage for Spirit just Guardians. Five, just five feet. And then Spirit Guardians will do... Just wrap your, your Thorn Whip around the neck and make him on in. 23. 23 damage. Okay. Um, and then I'll use the rest of my movement. 5, 10, 15. Okay, go right there. Okay. And then it is his turn, so he will have to roll another save. Right. And he does not make his save, so that's another 23 damage. He is still up, though. And he is going to uh, try and pummel your knees, sir. I mean, he's pretty big. Yeah. Backwards knee. Yeah, but he's specifically aiming down. <laughs> I yeah. see. He's punching down. Uh, the first one is a 12. That misses. And the second one is a 21. That misses. Okay. Yep, so nice. you just managed to take the brunt of it, and it is Aramis's turn. Okay, I'm going to run in and power slide and attack. While playing a power chord yeah. on your the So that me. is a 25 to hit. 25 will hit. Four. Um, Add your victor damage. Victor damage. Oh, yeah. Four. Let me do the doubling first, and I'll go back to that. Yeah. So that's um, 
Um, at 11. 22 mm -hmm. plus 3, so 25 damage okay. on that one. You bisect him. Okay. Nice. And he just goes tumbling and, like, and crumbling. Wow, wow, wow. Well struck, Aramis. <sighs> Thank you. Are you talking about the cord or are you talking about <laughs> the blow? Both. Naturally. 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 Uh. Why didn't, why didn't a golem come out of the other tower? I wonder. Hmm. Perhaps that was this one. No, this one. one came out of there and there. So not this there. One. Out there. Is where where does that one appear to lead? Uh, that one just appears to lead to basically that keep spire. Hmm. Ah, so that's the boss way. Perhaps there is a set of double doors on the far right. north that uh -huh. look like they lead into the main castle. Okay. Ah, the main keep. Okay. Well, let's. We can go poke at that later. Let's see what's in the yes, astronomy please. tower. Okay, back inside. Okay, perfect. This time I'm a little more ready. I, I will shrink back okay. down to normal size so that I can fit. But I guess if a goal, if an earth element took a fit, I could probably fit it. Yeah. So you guys head up this uh, spiral staircase. You're seeing the uh, the stonework on this tower or on this keep uh, the tile work beneath your feet is actually pretty well maintained. Uh, it's bright, it's colorful, there's a lot of good little pattern designs in it. Looks like a lot of care went into it. Uh, as you reach kind of, it, the spiraling staircase goes up probably about 10 feet and then there is a door and then it continues on. Just the door unlocked. I'm gonna try uh, it. Yeah, the door is unlocked. Okay, I'll open it. Okay. Um, hold on, sorry. What is that spell? Please, uh, okay. Oh, it takes 10 minutes to cast. Eh, never mind. Sorry. Okay. Continue. Uh, so you open up the door and you kind of poke your head out and uh, you do you see a long hallway with, again, more of this beautiful stone tile and then the walls themselves are covered in uh, mosaic and they're just uh, showing depictions of this large crystalline figure that is lording over everybody or doing heroic deeds mm. or what appears to be our, uh, Lord Count Count yeah. Crystal. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna put armor of Agathus on myself. Okay. Lasts an hour. Is there uh, anything else besides the the mosaics on the on the halls? Like is it can I see the end of the hall? Uh yeah, so it kind of like the hall ends and then it kinda of curves around. Uh there don't appear to be any other doors here. Um it's it, it's just kind of a big long hallway that seems to okay. stretch around. I'll just uh, keep moving forward. Okay, like up the stairs, are you in the hallway? Mm. I'm gonna etch mustaches onto the crystal count. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a performance check. Let's see how good your art is. <laughs> okay, let's see. It doesn't have to be that good, but um, the worse that the better. Would in be fact. a twenty. Twenty. Dirty twenty. A perfect mustache. A crystalline mustache. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you are you are kind of carving these um, these mustaches. Yeah, so yeah, in. let's go down the hall. Okay. As as you go uh, yeah, after just, about the third like, one. Hold up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, it's getting sloppier as you <laughs> with the resonance blade and a dirty twenty. It's as you pass Ooh, nice. very Zorro style. After about the third one, you hear a little <clears> bit <throat> of. Uh, giggling coming from all around you and then one of the mosaic tiles falls away and a scroll plops out. Oh, I'll grab it. Okay. I'll, I'll hand it to Bolt. 
as you know, the leader. And I'm very leery about <laughs> taking things. <laughs> All right, Tony Stark. Right. <laughs> no, I got handed a cursed like item. <laughs> That's uh, probably what happened to Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. So I'm have to identify it, right? Uh, yeah, it shouldn't be too hard. It's a spell scroll. So this is a uh, spell scroll of color spray. Mm. Yes. Um, it looks to be just a little bit of a of a. Th- I enjoyed that from Glitterbug. Nice. Oh, I, okay. I was gonna say like, who, where did that come from? And again, you do hear that uh, giggling. Now, spell scrolls are they only usable by people that can use the spell normally? Um, mm-hmm. So they are usable by anybody that can cast spells, I believe. Let me just. I think it might rules. actually be usable by anybody. Yeah, it's. I think if you want to add it to your, your spell, spell book, book you have wizard, to know. Yeah, them. you got to be yeah. able to do. If the spell is on your class's spell list. You can read the scroll and cast a spell without providing any material components. So it has to be on your class's spell list. Oh, okay. Otherwise, the scroll is unintelligible. Uh, casting a spell by reading the scroll requires the spell's normal casting time. Once it's cast, the words on the scroll fade and it crumbles to dust. And if the casting is interrupted, the scroll is not lost. And then if it's on a spell, if it's a spell on your class's spell list but higher than you can normally cast, you must make an ability check in order to. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's on my spell it's list. It's on sorcerer or wizard. Color spray is not on the bard spell list. Nope. <clears throat> Interesting. Delusion. It says available for sorcerer and wizard. Hmm. You would think of which we have. I, I have prismatic spray. <laughs> so does that mean and hypnotic pattern for any of us to cast it? Do we have to roll a check to cast it, or um, we can just cast no? It? Nobody would be able to cast okay. it. Let's. We can, we're changing we it because I thought color spray was on. It's prismatic spray instead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, let me check because I, I lied. I don't have that spell. Let me see if it's. I really thought that, that was on. That's a pretty high spray. level spell, to be honest. That's a seventh level spell. Prismatic sprays. Sorcerer wizard. Sorcerer wizard. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Never mind then. <laughs> Let me just filter we my bar spells. And... No, we can just sell it. No, I want to. But you can it. still cast it. I do want to give you a bard spell for this. Okay. Like that's that was the whole point is a reward gotcha. for uh, Aramis for being fun. Let me just find a bard spell and then we'll we'll say. Well, uh, you can't brood all the time. <laughs> It's true. True wounds, no destroying you. Sure. Uh, sorry, it's actually a scroll of fairy fire because it's ah, natural. Sure. Ah, naturally. Fairy fire. This seems to be a reward for providing some amusement to Glitterbug. It actually does say that at the bottom. It's a, it's a like <laughs> wonderful <a> joke. Yeah. <laughs> Love the mustache. Um, so, are you heading west or east? I think down the hallway. <gasps> so you said. It oh, goes sorry. To- sorry. Yeah, you are in the uh, you're in the northwest corner technically. Yeah. So it yeah. would only it would be east, but it does kind of curve around uh, and continue heading south. It's basically you're on, you're at the corner of a uh, the hallway. So. Okay, I'm confused. So of we're where like, we are. It's like this, and we're like coming here, and we can go. Yeah. Okay. So you you came out of a door in this. So we went on a spiral thing, yep. and we found and, a door. Yep. You There's a hallway branching off. The hallway branching off is perpendicular. To that us? way. Okay. And that way. Okay. So we went. Okay, we went. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we've hit a T. You've hit a T. Yep. And you. And the other the so to the east mm-hmm. is a long hallway that stretches until it curves south. Yeah down the keep 
and then to the west is a shorter branch of hallway that then immediately goes south because you're on that corner of the, the keep. It looks like this hallway is framing around the outside of the keep. Okay. Um, I really don't have a preference. Uh, is, they both look pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. The left one. Okay, so you guys are heading, you guys are pretty much going directly oh, south. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as you start heading south, you come around this corner and there are rooms in this hallway. In fact, there are a lot of doorways that you can see. Uh, I'm going to go to the first one in range okay. and check the lock and see if it's locked. It is unlocked. I want to open it. Okay. You open it up and there is this... Keep it, it inside. Yep. The rest of the keep looks really well put together, all the stonework and everything, mm -hmm. but this room, because it is a... It looks like a small room with a couple beds in it, probably a servant's quarters. Yeah. It is completely ruined. All the, all the bed work is decayed, all of the... Uh, bedding is moth-eaten, if it's even there at all. Everything's covered in dust. It looks just like it hasn't been cared for at all. Hmm. Nothing else in the room. Really Nothing just else. Okay. Uh, and are there doors like across the way, or is it mm -hmm. just like all on one yeah. side? Basically, on just, each side... I just want to go to like the next... Go to the one across the way and open yeah. it. See yep. if it's open. Every single door that you open on this side is the same state of disrepair. All, um, all of them. They're all, they all look like they're old abandoned servants' quarters. Okay. Okay, we'll just keep moving on then. Okay. Uh, the hallway heads down south and then uh, curves to the left again to the front of the keep. Um, you come around that corner and you you open up the doors and you see that there is kind of a, a ruined barracks in here on one side. Kind of so being... before we go any further, mm -hmm. I want to see... Now, does this appear to be like we're on the way to the astronomy tower? That would be continuing up oh, the then, staircase. Then I say we go back. Because that was our that was our ultimate goal. Much yeah, just like, like broken okay. around in the yeah. we, we can come back and explore this later. Let's go to the let's go. Yeah, we'll go back and go back to the stairway and okay. ignore everything until we get to the. Okay. To the yeah, the astronomy room. tower is at the very top of this uh, spiral staircase. Yeah. So you I, just keep. Sorry, I was under the impression that this hallway was like no. part of that. Nope. This is like the tower itself leads up to the astronomy tower. This okay. is just a, a branch off. Yeah, let's just go. Yeah. Let's just go there. Okay. So you continue climbing for a few minutes until you, you, it's not a, it's not a doorway that leads into a room. It's a hatch. Mm -hmm. It's a ladder with a hatch. Ceiling. Yep. <clears throat> Gonna see if it's open. It is open. I'll open it up. Uh, you start cracking it open. What is everybody's passive perception? 18. 10. 10? 11. Uh, Loma, yeah, as, as he's about to <laughs> push it open, you do hear um, the sounds of shuffling on the other side of the door. The sound of death. What was it? Probably just the wind. No. Oh, Victor, check it out. <laughs> push Victor up it. He's the rogue. Uh, right, I'll get right on it and start going down I'll, the stairs. I'll, <laughs> I mean, um, I, was I, I am going to like, is it creaky or anything? Mmm. Yeah, it's not made of stone. It is there is it is creakiness. What were you saying, Loma? In a whisper, but I'm not gonna whisper because we're on on mics. Yeah. Should we just should I just go in and say hello to our new friends? Because there's no real other way to get into this place, and I I do want to see what's up there. Stuff isn't really our thing, is it? Open it and then throw rock. Well, 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 wait, wait, wait. It might. 
It might not be enemies up there, though, I suppose. Scorded by a golem who was trying to kill us. <laughs> Maybe they're prisoners of the golems. Mm. You, you have a skeptical look on your face. I can just <laughs> go up. I don't think I have anything else. I don't think I have anything that... Well... Yeah, I'm still like uh, looking through my spell list. Yeah, I, you know what I do? Does anybody have a net? <laughs> Just open it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cast Fog Cloud. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So um, if there's still a crack, mm -hmm. it's a point that I can see. But basically, so I cast the Fog Cloud so that it's a 20 foot radius circle up there to uh, to give us uh, cover. Right? I think it's. Yeah, heavily obscures. It heavily obscures the area. Yeah. Um, so the way the way that like it comes out of bolt is like they, their body heats up and it like steams out between the joints, oh. you know. Mm -hmm. And then I and then I use the magic to kind of like redirect it. Okay, All right, perfect. Yeah, so, so it kind of like flows out of the trap door and fills up the room. Okay, because um, it's, it's a sphere. Is it just verbal, somatic? Like, what kind of components do we look at? Both here. Verbal and somatic. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. The verbal is the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steam vents. Anybody hear that noise? And then, wait, there's fog coming from the hatch. I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace. So everybody gets a plus 10 to their stealth check. Okay. My disadvantage stealth check. <laughs> well, not in, in the fog cloud. It, That's true. Yeah. It might just be normal. Okay, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna climb climb up in. All right, so you're heavily obscured. Pass without traces on. Give me a stealth check with disadvantage. I'm I'm assuming that you two are following as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Victor is not with you. He went down. He, uh, he went down the uh, the tower stairs. Oh, way, Victor. So add ten to whatever yep. you, your roll is. So I'm at twenty-two. Thirteen. Uh, 22. 22, 13, 22. Okay, let me see here. Um, so, Bolt climbs up first, and... Do I fail? Despite the, the fog cloud, and... This isn't where I parked my airship. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see several figures are, like, looking at you, and they've got their, their weapon. They've got these, like, kind of curvy daggers... Pulled up. The other two behind you, like, are yeah, these gone. guys, these they, guys like, go off. Slip in I, I'm, and, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I literally go, this isn't where I parked my airship because I stumbled in and made a bunch of noise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, it's crawl. another one of those damn NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'll get you, I'll give you guys a chance. You hide behind something, like some furniture or something that you find uh, as the, the fog kind of starts clearing and you can see it's kind of just flowing slowly out of. Um, out of basically the so top. So it lasts for lasts for an hour. Lasts for an hour. Mm -hmm. Unless there's a unless there's a, a wind of moderate or greater speed, at okay. least ten miles an hour to disperse it. All right. Well then. So it's still it's still yeah. I'm still pumping it out. Okay. You know. Yeah. One of them. One of uh, the figures is going to step up close to you so that it kind of comes through the fog. You're pretty much adjacent. As soon to as it comes in range, I'm going to punch him in the face. Oh really? Okay. He's All like, right. Paul, my Lola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, you had a knife. Uh, so, so the I mean, they have knives. That's that yeah, was, that's so my is, response. He is approaching <laughs> you slow, slowly, right? Mm -hmm. And he comes into view. He's wearing, he's wearing what appears to be kind of like these 
uh, almost black. They are black. It's like Vanta black almost, right? Okay. It is very like, it is almost sucking in the light kind of black. And it's a full kind of robe with kind of a, one of those little like, Ah, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And he's got he's got a hood up, and it's pulled down <laughs> over his eyes. Yeah. And you see, basically, there's just this single like golden eye sticking uh, in. It's sticking not the whites there. of his eyes, but it's no, the gold. It's the gold of his eyes. eyes. <laughs> and then you just go ahead and roll your attack yep. roll against him. This is with disadvantage because you're or no heavily obscured is plus it would, five. Well, heavily obscured is you're effectively blind. You're blind. Okay, yeah. So, so it is disadvantage. So yeah, but they you are have blind fighting. But they are also blind. Mm-hmm. So they can't see you, right? So yeah. they would cancel each other exactly. Out. So, so it, just it be... is just. So I, just... I, I was assuming that maybe they could see because he had his eyes covered. Uh, let me see stuff. Nope, that's just <clears> for <throat> show. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, yep. I'll just do so. It's just standard attack, okay? Uh, which is a twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five will indeed hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor damage on this. Uh, no, Victor is not oh, with you right now. He, he ran downstairs. Okay. Um, for 12 thunder damage. 12 thunder damage. Well, now they know we're here. Okay. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> there is a there's a sickening like, rib crack, and you hear, oh, we're under attack. I missed his face, and I hit him in the rib instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're going to go ahead and get into uh, another combat. Shorter, here. Yeah, so we'll be right back in just a moment. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and reveal reveal the battle map. Let's go ahead and reveal that battle map. And as you can see, right now there's only uh, one cultist standing in front of Bolt. There is a fog cloud. Uh, yep. Uh, we'll say that it's permeating most of the room, so everything else is lightly obscured. Just to, yeah. Um, but we will start with initiatives because we've got to get those. Aloma, why don't you tell me your initiative first? Wow. Six. Six. Better than last time. Aramis. Fourteen. And Bubba Bolt. Sixteen. Sixteen. That means, uh, Bolt, it is actually you starting the round. What does it take to drop it? Free action? It's yeah, just a free action. I'm going to go ahead and drop Fog Cloud, so I'm not, not keeping it up anymore. Okay. Uh, we'll get another stealth check from Aloha, Loma, and Aramis. In the meantime, uh, put a cultist right next to the table that Aramis is behind. Is Pass without a trace stone? Yeah, I have Yep, yeah, so plus two. 21. Or plus 10. Plus 28. Okay. Uh, put one, that one right on at the long table, along with this one, basically right next to each other. And then this, this one over closest to me. Right there, perfect. Okay, and you hear uh, like the the fog cloud clears, and you see more cultists standing around you. Uh, this room looks to be an observatory. There's tables. There's a lot of different books. It looks like it's being ransacked currently. Okay. There are big bags with books that have just been like shoveled into it. Oh, I don't, I don't like uh, people stealing from yeah. libraries. And uh, the cultists say. Uh, the cultist in front of you says, do it, do the spell. And you see that the two behind you are, are chanting in unison. Hmm. These two? Yep. Oh, that's not good. That doesn't uh, sound good. You gentlemen wouldn't uh, be interested in surrendering, would you? You are outnumbered. Not for long. 
and I'm going to turn around and walk over here. <sighs> Damn it, Bill, why'd you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I panicked. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get them both. Okay. So first on this one. Yep. Tell me to mark them with a number. Yes, please. Mark them. Mark them. So we got a numero. Uno. Okay. Oh, this guy's number two. That neck So on attack number three. Five. Okay, perfect. So you're attacking number three here. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and give me an attack roll. Oh, okay. actually, sorry. Uh, when you hit the square right before, the one basically the one that was directly behind you, yep, you feel a sharp pain in your foot. Okay. Uh, almost like you stepped on a caltrop. And you look down and you see a bunch of tiny little caltrops that are floating an inch off the ground. Mm -hmm. And you hear kind of a cracking sound, and they all go and explode uh, with explosive force. Thanks. So I, I need to have you roll me a dexterity saving throw. Three, three. Okay, you are going to take it's it's force damage, so it will only be half for you. Oh, first of all, take one piercing damage Ow. from the uh, from the cow trap itself, and then from the explosion, you're going to take twenty six force damage, so thirteen. 13. And uh, the explosion rocks you up into the air and causes you to float twenty feet off the ground as if suspended. Not again. And you you are basically floating, so you're one back. <clears throat> And you'll just be there for one round. So the top of the next round, beginning of your next turn, you'll drop. But uh, yeah, they've got you hanging in midair at the moment. Well, this is annoying, but I'm just going to go ahead and chain whip one of them. Okay, because you can use spells again. Yep, this guy. Okay, number three. Can I use the same roll I rolled for my attack? Uh, sure. Um, so that will be a 22. 22 will hit. Okay, so that's a d8. No, it's like 3d6. No, I'm going to do the wrong one. Uh, 8 plus 6, 14. So that's 14 damage. 14 damage, okay. So that I extend the chain out and fling it around this guy's neck, basically, and jerk him upwards. Okay. So yep. a so full 10 feet in the air and then let oh, him drop. It does a full 10 feet. Yep. yep. Uh, so he made a concentration check on the first one. Are you pulling? So he's still chanting as he's being flung up in the in the air. Roll me one d six for the damage as he lands. Six damage. Okay. He is going to land prone, and he'll have to make another saving throw, which he also makes. So he's still chanting. <laughs> wow, dedication. Yep. Uh, Do I move at all uh, towards him when I pull? No. Okay. <laughs> you are just. Locked in place. And then as a bonus action, um, I will do nothing. Okay. As a bonus action, I will do nothing. <laughs> I will just uh, float here. Good use of a bonus action. <laughs> uh, number two is going to go next. So that which be is right next to Aramis. Uh, he needs to roll. Aramis, what was your stealth check again? Uh, 
was like 22. 22? Okay. Uh, he does not see you. He is going to... Um... Oh, you know what? It was, it was 40. No, that was my initiative. Plus it was 10. Yeah, it was 22. 22? Yeah. He is going to uh, bamf out of existence and oh. appear right next to Bolt. So in as he's, yeah, basically within five feet, so he's not gonna take falling damage, but he's just he's just gonna slice. He would still it. be fifteen feet up. Oh, he does do 20. he does do twenty? That's right. Yeah. So he he will take some damage here, but he is going to make two attacks against you. It's like tickling my feet. <laughs> uh, first one is an eight. Miss. Next one's a fourteen. Miss. That did not work out too well for him. He slashes at you, and then he'll take two d six. Two damage, because he only did fifteen feet. So. Oh, it's for every 10? Yeah, it's for every 10. So, yeah, he'll just land down with a grunt and just kind of like brush himself off a little bit. Now, does he have to make a deck save to not go prone? Uh, no, it's just he just goes prone. That's right. Well, because he's doing it on his own, I will give him a deck save. Sorry. He does not make his deck save. <laughs> <laughs> he rolled his own. And one of, one of the guys just like, the people that I would work with. <laughs> Aramis. You need to do some recruitment. Okay. Like I am with this guy. <laughs> Wait, what? Five, 10, 15. I'm going to stab the prone guy. Okay. You have advantage either way because you are you were technically in stealth. Yep. Cool. Yeah. That is a 27 to hit. 27 will hit. Four. I like how um, this guy's got his 13 damage. Like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Don't come near me. <laughs> 13. Okay. And then another... Going to do 29 to hit for 13 damage. For 13 damage. And then an offhand. Oops. Box. Uh, 28 to hit. 28 will hit. Okay. I'll spend an epic damage here. So six total damage. Six total damage. Okay. Yep. Uh, Aramis comes out of the corner, uh, gliding his swords along the ground as he, as he goes, because that's cool and it does not in no way de-sharpen the swords. They're magical. Yep. Uh, and you slice into them three times and you hear a shout of, there's more of them! And then it is number one is going to move to Aramis. Who's right yep. next to me. That was yes, the one that was uh, originally attacked Perfect. by Bolt, which means this is actually with disadvantage because it hasn't been his turn yet. Well, well, no. No. You punched him. I... Oh, yeah. 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 So that wasn't like a sneak attack round then. Yeah. Around, right? No, that was... Okay. Yep. yep. Uh, a 14 to hit on yes. the first attack. And a 7 hit on the second. So he comes slashing in and he just kind of like seizes up a little bit as uh, allowing you to easily deflect. As I'm floating there. Huh? Yep. I like that, huh? <laughs> Number 4 will spend his turn casting. And you can feel kind of this little, uh, almost like this suction that is starting to uh, pull in everything in. It, it's not quite like at the point where things are moving, but it's you can feel like a little tug that uh, you're not supposed to. Aloma, it is your turn. All right. Well, I'm going to cast um, Spirit Guardians. Okay. <clears throat> we'll do it at the fourth level. First, and then I will move five, 10, so your your uh, ancestral guardians come out from around the crates, and one yeah. of the cultists shouts, uh, "There's ghosts!" <laughs> <laughs> I knew this place was haunted. Ghosts. 
15. Okay. Yikes. Zoinkies. 16. Let's see here. These guys are five away from Bolt, right? Yes. They're, well, ten technically. I'm not right next to them. All right. I'm going There's to... Score between. I'm going to then bonus action. Oh, this guy's prone. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to bonus action on this guy then, on number four. Okay. Um, I'll use Wild Shape and make an attack. And that is a 20 to hit, a dirty 20. 20 will hit. Okay. Four. Nice. Um, 16 damage. 16 to number four. Uh-huh. And I'll pull him four. Four. five feet towards me so that he enters the range of the, the spirit guardians. And it's going to be, I just did it at the fourth level, it's going to be... He failed. 18 damage. 18 on number four. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, they just start tearing into him, and you hear him shout, It's a servant of the moon! <clears throat> what have you done with my mistress? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna move. Sorry. Right. I'm gonna move one more up. Okay. Um, and that is all I can do. All right. Number three is going to go. Which one is number three? He was the prone. The prone one. Okay. Oh yeah. Prone one. Okay. Uh, so he's, he's gonna, gonna roll. Take damage. He's gonna roll his wisdom save. He makes his save, so he will take hand Nine. damage on this. What was that? Nine? It you was said? 18 total. So yes, yeah, nine. Um, And he... Oh, that means he has to roll a concentration check. And he makes his concentration check, which is good for him. And uh, he finishes, like, coalescing his hands together, and you can feel that power building up. Mm-hmm. And he looks at you and he goes, Let me show you While he's laying on the ground. Yep. <laughs> and then he's going to kind of burst it out, and there's going to be this swir- massive swirl of energy, and it almost feels like something is... Uh, ripping a hole into the astral sea itself. And for a brief moment, you can see just the barest hint of a landscape um, beyond a kind of gray, rocky landscape with a starlit sky behind it all the time before a creature steps through. It wow. has four limbs, a spindly uh, tail, a tendril on the back, and it is covered oh in this kind of uh, uh, golden uh, eyework manacle. And it is going to appear. Uh, it's going to appear right beneath the Right beneath me? All yep. Right, let's see. Really fit. Fit. We'll move this guy over and be like... You know what? He's going to come out and he's just going to rip apart the, the guy that's prone, that summoned him. This one? Yeah. Blood. Cultists. And the cultists Always go... sacrificing themselves. Go to kill everyone in this room. Including themselves. They don't think very... Um, Except us! <laughs> do you want to have him make a save for... Um, uh, yes, he will make a guardian. save... Did you get a look? It does make it say. So nine radiant. Nine radiant. Did I hear you say that's pretty basic? No, it's <laughs> pretty sick. sick. Okay, I heard yeah. <laughs> basic from over there, and basic. I was like, uh, I was like, basic. Corey, all your monsters are basic. <laughs> yeah, basic. Uh, and it is going to take its turn at that point. Let's see. 
it, it will move towards the Loma. Pushing okay. pushing and squeezing. So I'll just remember I'm yep. right there. Mm. And it is going to reach out with uh, its claws for the first attack. I'm going to um, impose disadvantage with the woe. Okay. Or I mean with, um, with the, one of my... Wow! Whatever wow. it's called. Whoa! You're the, yeah, Chris Pratt my, with the uh, raptor. Warding flare. Warding flare? Warding flare. Warding flare? That's from Light Cleric. Okay. Uh, so this is a 16 to hit you then. Miss. Okay. First claw misses, and the second attack is also at disadvantage, or is it just the just, It just says, um, impose disadvantage on the attack roll. Okay. And then the other so one... So I kind of, I kind of throw out my hand in like this yes. blinding like moonlight. Yeah, and it kind of like shrinks away a little bit. Then it comes around with this other claw, and that is a 25 to hit. Hits. Okay. And that is going to be... Fifteen slashing damage. Okay, he will take ten cold damage from armor of Ag Agathis. Correct. Yes, but then my temps are gone. So, okay, then it is number five's turn. Uh -huh. We'll make its. It makes its save, so it takes nine damage, nine. and then Stop he's going to uh, rush forward and just attack Loma twice. Okay. That is a. An eleven and a twenty-one. Ouch! Yep, that hits. Okay, so that is going to be. Oh wait, I need to make my constitution save. And I'm good. A concentration check, I know. Seventeen damage total. Some of it is psychic, if that makes uh, sense. Or doesn't it? matter. And I made my save. Okay. Yep, so he comes in and you see like one of these blades hits you and it feels like it feels like just like cold darkness seeping through you. Okay. Adding a little bit of extra damage there. Ooh. Bolt, it is the top of the round and you are no longer restrained, my friend, so you fall. As I fall, me. bonus action, grow big. Grow big. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're gonna now, do the same thing we did on the tower. There's yep. not enough room for everyone in here. Where are you gonna go? You'll probably do land. Like, do we get pushed out? Or I think well, land. You can land right behind him if you want. Well, so I was floating right up here, basically. Yeah. So I want to try to land on this guy. Okay. Yeah. So you, you won't be able to share the space with him. So you can land next to him after you stand up. No. But, well, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying yeah. to do damage like to the tower. Yeah. They get the saving throw. Okay. Which would be a lot of acrobatics. I think it's a deck save. It's a deck yeah. save. Yeah. And then if they fail, they really split the damage. Uh, they do make their, their deck save on that. Including the big guy. So you take all Including of the, the three guy? damage. Who else are you landing on? Well, you said they. Sorry. They. Yeah. As in... As in That's their problem. As, okay. as the, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they can't speak, but that would be their problem. Yes. Okay. okay. Bolt. <laughs> so I take... I take... Uh, since I was 20 feet up... I take 2d6 of yep, damage. You just take 2d6 damage here. Seven bludgeoning damage. Okay. And you'll land prone, but use half of your movement yeah. to stand up. And I'll stand back up. Okay. And then I want to um, try to make a grapple on the big one. Okay. Big guy. So that's. Uh, Against strength or acrobatics. I get. Do I get. I can't remember if I get. Uh, 
Uh, you do from the cloud rune, isn't it a strength check? It's um one of the runes. Um, it's it's just from Giant's Might. Giant's, Giant's Might, Might gives you advantage on strength checks. Okay. Twenty-three beats a fifteen. You have a grapple. I, I grapple it, okay. um, and then I want to use my second attack to shove it to the ground. Nice. Okay, and that's uh, there's no contest for that. Just that's the same thing. Same, same, same as a grapple. Okay. Seventeen. Uh, Twenty-six. Okay. Yeah, you basically oh, grab it by the back of the head and just push it to the ground, and it starts like flailing its arms, and it's not making any noise, oh. which is. Very could like disconcerting. Like it almost feels like it should be at least making some noise. There's no animalistic noise at no. all. It's just totally silent. Yep. The other thing too I wanted to ask is when the portal to the astral sea opened up. Yeah. Did I feel any kind of uh, I don't know in cool. magical connection or pull to the astral sea or anything? Because I've been trying to. F I've been looking for the last two years for uh, Quinn. Uh, you and I and I. Did recall that Quinn is in the Astral Sea. Yeah. Yeah. You feel a brief moment of if I step out into the Astral Sea, I might be able to make a connection. Okay. It's almost like it's almost like you you can see the service beyond, but you have no bars still. Okay. Right? Like okay. So now I know that that's how I need to go. Yeah. I need to go to the Astral Sea. Okay. So awesome. And then that thing is prone and we will move on to number two. He's prone. He's prone. And he <laughs> is going to start his turn within your aura, I think. Yes. Yep. Everybody is? Yep. He does not make his save. What was the damage 18. on that? Uh, yeah, your ancestors just held him to death. Oh, I <clears> tell <throat> you let people me... to lay off my kills. <laughs> let me show you Kill still. what a follower of Lunira is capable of. Aramis. I'm going to skirt around this guy. Okay. And I'm going to attack the big guy. The big one? With advantage. With advantage. Crit. Nice. I am definitely here smiting here. Come on, baby. Okay. And, uh, and flourish. flourish. Yes. So I'll do the, I'm going to flourish and attack first. Can you that was me? the, that was the uh, verbal component for flourish. Right. Flourish. <laughs> flourish. So. Can you give me a constitution saving throw, please? Both of you at the beginning of your turns. Sure. Because this thing does have a maddening form, it is very unsettling. Sixteen. Sixteen is good enough. Okay. So you're good. Um, um twenty-one. So you're good as well. You said con, right? Not wisdom. Uh, yes, con. Hmm? So the damage is uh, so fourteen damage. My AC goes up by three. Need to put a calculator right there. Spot yeah. on the new table. And let me do my smiting now. Oh yes, the smite. smite. You, it's two d eight, and then for every spell level, we'll do the d eight. All right, I'll do. Is a, he a fiend? He is, is not. Is, are they a fiend? Sorry, they, they are. I'm gonna fiends. make it yeah. so it's three d eight. So that's a second mm -hmm. level spell. Okay. For an additional ten damage. Ten. Did you double that? Twenty damage. Well, so you have to roll the damage dice twice. Oh yeah. Oh, crit. so okay. Because I, it's crit. Uh, yeah. I haven't crit in a while, obviously. Uh -huh. Yep. Um, so twenty. So that is. Uh, so it's ten minutes. So twenty-seven. Twenty-seven total there. from the smites. Yep. And you doubled your damage I dice did on. Did not. Okay, actually, go ahead and double those. So let me just roll. Yep. An additional. 
So that's uh, ten more damage there. Ten more. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you, you come swing like around the residence place, and you just you uh, you take a moment to whisper a silent prayer, and just ashes start boiling, or end embers start boiling off the residence plate as you slam it down into the thing that lets out. It doesn't let out any noise. That's right. It, it opens its mouth, but nothing comes out. Uh, it doesn't look like it has a mouth. It's covered with a uh, mask right now. Okay. Second attack. Creepy. Crit again. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Nice. Okay, here we go. Well, I can't flourish again, but right. Yeah, you can yeah. smite again. Yeah, I can smite again. So that's gonna be um, twenty-one. Twenty-one. And nope, that's not smite. Two D eight is smite, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just do it first level. So that's um, thirty-two. The forty-two damage. Nice. Okay. So you've got the blade in it, and you just you just shout "Solos" and, and slice right through the rest of it, killing it. Nice. Oh, nice. It just Fantastic. falls limp. All right. And the cultists are just like, and I'm down two spells. What? The? <laughs> uh, bonus action. Worth. I'm gonna turn around and hit the guy next to me. Okay. And uh, it crits. Nope. That's gonna be a uh, dirty twenty. 30-20 will hit. Four. Oh. I'm going to dump an epic die in there. Which one is this? Number one. Number one? Uh, number one. For 10 damage. Ten or number damage. four. Is that one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, one. I couldn't yeah. see it from that. Okay. Yep. And then just, like, you, like, full-on bisect this thing again, and then you just kind of, like, with your other sword, just a quick slap. Nice. It's not even a cut, just like the flat of the blade yeah. hits his face. Then <laughs> <laughs> he's going to take his turn, and he's going to make two attacks against you. 18 oh, damage. Right. Yes, 18 damage. Still up. He was the first one hit, and he was the most healthy at this point. <laughs> first attack is only a 10. Second attack is even worse. These guys are very unprepared for this fight. Number four. That guy's going to start his turn. And he's going to die. He's going to be ripped to pieces. And then it's Aloma's turn. All right. Um, you know what? This guy hurt me. So I'm going to step away, but I'm going to I'm going to warding flare again and give him disadvantage okay. on any attempt at a opportunity attack. I like how you said warding flare and I went sound effects. Twelve. Okay, misses. So yeah, yeah, so I'll, he goes to swing at you, and again you just whoosh, whoosh, bright moon lightning. Ah. So I'll step one, two, three. No, three. No. Sorry, I'm trying to get an angle on these people. Okay. As long as go. you don't take your hand off the figure. What's your here <laughs> first? Yes. Let me go here. Okay. Um, and I'm going to thorn whip that guy. Um. And that's ooh, 29. 29 hit. will hit. Four. Ten damage. Well, that cracks his head back and he falls to the ground. Okay. And then I'll just step one, two more over. Nope, three. <laughs> Gotta get far enough away. And archer form on that cultist. Okay. Ooh, I don't have any epic die. Because you weren't here last time. <laughs> uh, that's a, was passing them out like candy. <laughs> that's a 13 to hit. 13 will miss. Okay. So then I'll step back a 
up so that I'm within 15 feet of him. Okay. And, and then it is his turn, so go ahead and roll me oh, that yeah. new damage, please. And he Hopefully does not make his save. Need him alive. Well, right now, right now they're un, all unconscious. Right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. I guess we T- typically with monsters you kill them. Like, yeah. well, these are these are monsters. Like these are humans. Yeah, you have to call like non. Yeah, you have to call non lethal ones. Hey, ancestors! Don't kill him. <laughs> Be gentle. Uh, it's eighteen again. Okay, Murder so him softly. Okay, that one's still up. So he will uh, take his turn. He'll he'll rush for you and he'll say, "Death to the moon." I mean, long live. Technically, it already was void. broken. Long live the void. I like these guys. That's uh, an eight yes. and a nine. Yes. Uh, maybe we could talk about this. <laughs> Both sunk into my leaf shield. Yep. And then it is Bolt's turn. What'd you say? Death to the moon. Death to the moon. Void. Long live the void. I love the void. You love the void. Um, yeah, I'm gonna move up to him, and I'm well, gonna I'm gonna keep grapple him, keep him. him alive if you can. You got it. I'm gonna grab grapple him and give me that. Uh, that will be a twenty-two. And yeah, that's that's enough. You grab him, and I say surrender, hmm. and we'll let you live. Give me an intimidation check. Not good. Oh, he spits in your face. He says, you might as well kill me. Uh, I'll just unconscious you. How about that? <laughs> second uh, make an second attack. attack, yep. Just regular attack. Um, that is a 26. 26 will hit. Fourteen damage. Okay, he is still up. Okay. Mm. Aramis. Okay, I'm going to walk up to him. Yep. And I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern. Okay. Um, so you create a twisting pattern of color that weaves through the air. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Each creature in the area who sees the pattern must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration. It's a wisdom of 15. I'll tell you guys to close your eyes, like as I do. Yeah, well, you, you, you can, can miss us. Just the yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll just get him. Uh, yeah, so he was affected by the pen. He doesn't make a save. All right. Cool. He's incapacitated. No, he charmed. Uh, right? No, he's charmed. charmed. Right, but charmed for the duration. While charmed by the spell, the creature is incapacitated. Yeah, and has a speech there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That so you can't move anymore. You right flash now. the. He can still talk and. Yep. Wait, can I incapacitated mm, talk? Unconscious can't talk, but incapacitated, I don't think has. I think you can. I think you can take actions, actions or reactions. Okay, yeah. cool. And his speed is zero. And technically, right. charmed is its own condition too. Right, he can't oh. attack you willingly, and you have advantage on like uh, charisma, charisma interactions yeah. with him. <clears throat> yep. yep. All, all, uh, you have advantage on all uh, ability checks. Social interactions. Yeah, social interactions. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, are you dismissing your ancestral guardians at this point? <sighs> yes, because I want them alive. Okay. Right. Yeah. So he's just kind of staring at this, like. It almost looks like he's looking into a fire, uh, you know, the flames of a fire. Yeah. That's gross. Better be careful. He's mean. Who are you? I'm curious to know more about this, Zoros. But not now. 
Kirix. My name is Kirix. I'll give you that one for free because anybody would tell you their name. Um, I could right. be Faye. So any questions you want to ask, yeah. just ask, and then in game, like I'll just yeah. lay them on to get advantage on. I'm gonna cast guidance on you. So okay. I get to add a D4 to your yeah. The question question checks. number one would be, what are you doing here? I'm saying okay. I'll ask that advantage and a D4. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that is a. Uh, 23, is it just a regular charisma? Uh, it's a, probably a persuasion. Persuasion, okay. So that's going to be 28. 28. Um, <clears throat> we're looking for a book. I'm looking to try and find a book so that we can complete our mission. Which is? What book? What I'm going like, to keep my hand on him and just be constantly casting okay. guidance. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what question are we asking? What book? Or what, what? What's your What's your mission? What's the mission? We can ask for the look uh, later. So that is How long does the hypnotic pattern one last? Minute. One minute. So nineteen. That's a very rapid fire question. So twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. So we're just what What's your mission? Yeah. Then we want to destroy the moon, the the goddess. Wing. Why and where is she? Okay. Awesome. Um, oops, 27? 27. When there is no light in the night sky, darkness will prevail, the void will prevail. But we do not know where she is, that's why we need the book. What book? Okay. Good question. Good question. Good question. I wanted to cast Fireball, but I was like, I don't want to burn any of these books that are in here. Good. We like books. The, I don't know. We were told to just grab every book we could from this old library. Told from who? Told from who? This would probably be your last question. Yeah. A minute. Uh, 16 plus, so that's 20, no, 19. 19? That's still good enough. Okay. The, the blinded one, our, our master. Victor? <laughs> <laughs> He actually, so Victor, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, looks in from the little crack that's in the, the astronomy tower, you know, because the telescope is out. Yeah. And he goes, what are you guys doing? I thought I was supposed to be reconning here. <laughs> Too late. And he flies off his broom. I'll be right inside. <laughs> Coming through the crack. It's big enough. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. The minute, minute's up? The minute is up. And he, right, he shakes go. it off. <laughs> Just Actually, I'll go. I'll go. Just turn him. Just turn him to you. I'll, I'll literally hand what you, you my sword. Do? Well, I'm not much good with blade, and I'll um actually cast guiding bolt, um, and just say right into his mouth. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, we're here to stop you. Feel the power of my goddess. You can't. Then I'm, I'm not even gonna have you roll for it. Yeah. You just Ooh. sear away his flesh and. He collapses to the ground. Pretty dark. <laughs> no, it was light. <laughs> light. Light did it. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Uh, if they wanted a book in here, we need to look through these books and see if we can find yes anything relating to the moon or maybe the goddess Lunira or even the cult of the void. I'm a, I'm just going to name them the cult of the void. And assume they didn't tell us who they were. So yeah. <laughs> it seems apt. Voidlings. 
Um, I want to try, like, peering through the telescope. Okay. It's the middle of the day, and you okay. cannot see anything, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, so you start looking through all the bags of books and everything, all the shelves. There's there's tons of books on astronomy. There's tons of books on the different constellations. There's even a few books on observations about the moon, but nothing about the moon goddess herself. I would probably take a, any, like a book on observations about the moon. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, you're you're kind of going through everything. Victor is here. He's helping you search. And I'd, I'd be stacking books into like the keep and not keep pile. Yeah. And it'd be like 99% keep. <laughs> I'm like, oh. there's like one that's like, this is a personal journal and I don't really care about. Well, maybe. Think, it. Yeah, this could be interesting. <laughs> um, so you're kind of going through and Aloma, you, you kind of feel a little, a little tingle in, in the back of your head. And for a moment you fear that the wild magic has returned. Oh, not again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you you turn around and you look at a kind of a dusty old shelf that's kind of tucked out of the way, mm-hmm. and you start looking through it, and there's this this shelf is lined with uh, children's books, hmm. textbooks, you know, little short stories, that sort of thing, and uh, your hand touches one, and you feel just kind of a a warmth mm-hmm. spread through you, and as you pull it out and you look at it, you see that it uh, the name of the book is. Adelaide's Tales, Volume 2. Adelaide's Tales? Yep. A-D-O-L-I... Or, sorry, L-E-I. Adelaide's Tales, Volume 2. And as you ponder what exactly a children's book has to do with Lunira and the Goddess of the Moon and finding there this cult of the void, we're going to go ahead and end it there. Tonight. Uh, so, yeah... Wonderful. We are, we are inside the tower. Aloma's found some additional information for his seeking of truth that he is going for. Uh, Aramis is a badass. I'm just going to say it right now. I really like Aramis' character. Bolt? Uh, and <laughs> I was here too. And I helped. Yep. Bolt no. can be a big boy. Literally <laughs> pinning down the... The yeah, big nasty creature, and then allowing you. Well, yeah, like, those crits wouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have crit twice. That so that, that thing that thing could have been a much bigger threat if uh, you guys hadn't have been coordinated. But we'll go ahead and see you all next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Sirenscape for the wonderful noises. Like, oh well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> we'll just break the glass again. Uh, <laughs> and don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Join us on Fridays. I said Thursdays, but that's when we record. Join us on Uh, Wednesdays for the show. Yep, join us on Wednesdays for the show. Hopefully you enjoyed um, what what we've been doing in the off weeks. I know the first one's going to be releasing tomorrow at this point, but you've already seen it, so... Um, we can now talk about it. <laughs> thank it was you, Dallin, so for, funny, wasn't it? Yeah, thank you for putting that together. That was great. Yes, we all job, laughed. Dallin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Oh, I need to. I need to watch that. I haven't seen. <laughs> you can watch it tomorrow. Yeah, you can watch it tomorrow or in the or past. In the past, it's yep. right up here. It's a card right now. It better be. If not, I'm not <laughs> doing my job right. Um, no, you're the right. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, join the Discord because yes. that's always fun. And we will see you next time. Bye bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you.